Good evening, everybody. Hello. We've got uh, Yogi on the line. How are you, Good evening. Good evening, Craig Forsyth. Are you well, my good friend? I'm very well, yes. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. I was just watching some sound waves here. I thought we'd lost the feed there for a minute, but we're still here, so that's all good. Yeah. I see the, oh, hear the phone beeping. People must be keen already to jump on the Saturday night oh, live on the road. Sending radio. those messages already. So, yeah, yeah. Tonight, yeah, yeah. Uh, Mike's on the road and he's somewhere between Sydney and Melbourne. We don't know where. Bless him. Yeah. So, so he's, um, he's employed a subby tonight. So, it's, we've got it a, is not. It is not the first time in my life I've been a subby. <laughs> so we've got Paul Bergini on tonight to help us out. Fill in for Welcome. Mike. Welcome, Paul, to On The Road Radio. Thank you very much Thank- for coming on, Paul. Thank you, gentlemen. Does does that mean temporarily I can put an editor's hat on? Oh, Ooh. yeah, yeah. Yeah, why not? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Gee whiz. So we... we we talked about this there the other week that uh, somebody was in imp- it was impersonating Mike Williams in the West, so you're more than happy to put it on uh, put on the role and, and be that person if you wanted to. So, Some, yeah. Someone someone was impersonating him, really. Yeah, well, well, there was a Mike Williams commenting on a Western Australian truck Facebook page, really, and I, and, I, and Amanda's like, "Oh, Mike's sort of staring the hornet's nest in the West. You know, why can't we drag three out from?" From Musha, you know, and, and it was it was a really good question. So I, I put it to him, and he's like, "Nah, Barley's man, not me." And I'm like, "Oh, well, there you go. There is a Mike Williams in WA that's asking." And it was a really structured question, you know, like it was what we expect the level level of the editor of Truck and Life. It was a you know, it was a real structured question. If you're listening there, boss, we still think about you. Uh, yeah, so it was it was a good question, but anyway, it um it wasn't him. We've we've actually had some impersonators pretending they work for Cruising Magazine over really? the years. Really? Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. So I t- I take I kind of take it as a bit of flattery, but what happens more over uh, more over in the eastern states is we we've had re- um, yeah reports of uh, I guess hobbyist photographers. Turning yeah. up at events saying, oh, I'm shooting for Cruiser Magazine, so I want free entry. And then it comes back to us and we say, oh, actually, I've never heard of that person before. Yeah. And, yeah. And then, then it actually took it took a bizarre twist a few years ago with a with – a, it was kind of a casual customer and advertiser in Victoria. Had a, it has a hot rod parts business and – he had a guy approach him about wanting to do a story on his business saying he was from Cruising Magazine. We'd never heard of this man in our lives. So it's a big wide yeah. world out there. Yeah. 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 We've yeah. all had Aaron Person, eh, does Yogi? Oh, yes. Yes, we have. Yeah. yeah people, uh, people love to think they know what they're doing. Or I don't know. <laughs> What do you? What, what, who have you had, Craig? <laughs> oh, we've had, we've had one running around up there at Toowoomba or one something one night. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. he's yeah, a, he's a right. funny fellow, though, isn't he? He is a funny fella. Yeah, and uh, he was trying to get in just about every nightclub in Toowoomba under the proviso that he was editor or owner of Truck and Mine. Mm. 
Really? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So, uh, but it was hilarious. It was like one of those comedy shows, really. Yeah, but we will call him the Fox. Yeah, because people were sending the Snapchats <laughs> of the event. Yeah, of, of, this, of this particular fox and the hound in the hen house trying mm. to do his thing. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, anyway, interesting well, uh, well, stuff. He, uh, but on a side note there, Paul, he's, uh, he's, he's a fan of yours. The Fox did tell me there the other day. Mm. Right. Well, I've got to say, boys, you, you need you you really truly need to be flattered by that. You've put one issue out, and there's people impersonating you already. <laughs> that's I mean, right. if, if if that's not if that's not a term of endearment, I don't know what is. You know. So well done, well done to the boys. Well, it's funny when people are trying to impersonate a personality that's not a personality at all. It's, <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. So you're yeah that yeah that that's a whole level of question now. Have you seen the next edition? Uh, I believe the next edition of Truck and Life is in shops at Mortlake already. Mm. It is. Yeah. Yeah. How good is that? So if you if you want to know the quickest freight routes in Australia, it's yeah. between Melbourne and Mortlake. And Mortlake. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, they, I they do not. Have... I do not have my copy as yet. He was actually I'm, I'm waiting. While we were talking earlier. Uh, yep. d- demanding that he's got his copy first, but I calmed him down. It's all right. You're all right now, aren't you, Paul? I'm all right oh, now. Yeah. I, I was all right. I, I was fragile earlier. I was fragile, Craig. <laughs> did have to but explain I'm okay to him now. How the, how the freight system works within Australia, and he's um, he's he's quite happy now. Well, I'm okay. I don't know about happy, but I'm okay. All right. Well, Paul, Paul you've run west there, bud. You understand we won't see you for another two weeks where we are. Copy that. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, and, and, and look, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you, boys. It was devastating when the first issue of Truck and Life's out, and I was crossing Australia. So I, not only did I ne- not get to see the issue, but my issue was sitting at home and I went to casino. So I didn't even get to see it until I got to casino. And everyone else has read it, been sitting in the dunny for a week nearly before I got to read it. But anyway, it is what it is. Mm. So, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so, Craig, uh, a little bit of a uh, – I'd, I'd appreciate a little bit of a, uh, I guess, a uh, – an insight. Have we done three rig of the months again this issue? We certainly have. Yep. All very nice. Always. Very nice. Always. Well, whilst ever nice. we're a quarterly magazine, there will be three rigs yep. of the month. Very nice. When we go to a bi monthly, there will be two rigs of the month. So okay. everyone right. can always expect to get their full size posters. And I did see, I think at Mort Lake, they already put their posters up. Oh, that's oh. dedication, isn't it? <laughs> They're great. They're yeah. great. So, uh, so they would have seen the Roadhouse review then, no doubt, at Mortlake Roadhouse. They probably would have. So everyone else could yeah, read that yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. Well, now, the original, the original Halfway Creek Roadhouse, uh, the BP on the left hand side there, south of Grafton, a thousand years ago used to hang up the Rig of the Month posters. Yeah. And rotate them. And rotate them. Mm. The original BP. Yeah, the proper, the proper. Remember that, Craig, with the driver's room and the decent meals and all that um, good stuff. Yeah. That one was actually I've only, only ever stopped there a couple of times because when that was in its heyday, I lived down south, so it was, wasn't as uh, mm. frequent as me as, as much. But there was a few up the Newland that that used to do it. Um, Ballada used to always put them up there. 
Sally Gilgandra, the original, used to do it. Yeah, they used to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, BP Black Mountain on the New England used to put the posters up. Yep, yeah, Bell Reynold, BP at Bell Reynold. Yeah, no, no doubt. Yes, yeah. yes. So, yeah, it's good to see that, and good to see some roadhouses going out again. And there are some selected BP sites at the moment that um, that will be stocking it. I was meant to print out a list to tell everyone about that tonight, but I haven't done that. So if my lovely wife's upstairs listening, she might bring that down to me. Um, before we go on too much longer tonight, I do have to recognition to our sponsors of tonight's show, Queensland Rail and Know Your Truck and Height. Know Your Truck and Height. So if people, you've, you got a big rig and she's a bit taller than the rest, make sure you know how high it is. I think it's 67 strikes this year already. Really? Bridge, bridge, strikes, bridge strikes. In, 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 mm. So that's only Queensland alone yeah, then? Yeah. If that's and, what they're counting. Yep. So far and out, you lot. Fines of 12 grand. Off. So have a think about that. Before you sort of wander off into the never-never. Well, I'm sure no one hits it intentionally, but, you know, <laughs> have a good look. Know your truck and height, mate. Know your truck and height. Is yeah, that I, is I, that I, an app, Craig? Um. I don't know if they have an app. Yeah, you haven't okay. seen that one. But, um, but yeah, read the, read the sign. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. But it goes everywhere. I think um, New South Wales are getting pretty serious now on hitting tunnels and bridges and things. Um, yeah. I think they deregister your truck. Mm. So, or caravan, or big ute, little truck, whatever you're in. Or your truck at night. Rent, rental truck that you've rented on Friday to move your own house on Saturday yeah. and hit a bridge with yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So here we are, Collett's just come down with we've got BP Archerfield, BP Beresfield, BP Eastern Creek, BP Maroolan, both northbound and southbound, Nambucca Heads and North Point, which I think is in Melbourne. Um, we probably know it as something else, but that's what works for us here now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Cooper Street, eh? Cooper Street, that's the one. You'd know it well, Yogi. Yeah, yeah you never get in there, and but you try and you never can. Well, so, yeah. park in the Bowsers and go and buy yourself a copy of the next edition of Truck and Life. Yeah, right, eh? You're on. No one can get upset with that. Don't go and have a shower. Just go and buy the, buy the next edition of Truck and Life. Just have it in there and make it happen. Hmm. So, yeah, sorry, Paul, if we cut you off there, but um, we must we must uh, talk about our, our advertisers. So. Well, and, and the valuable stockers. I mean, you know, obviously a fantastic roadhouse if they stock trucking life. Let's, let's, let's be honest about it. Like, mm -hmm. if, if, yeah. if you're not stocking trucking life, you're no one, really, are you? Well, you're I'm not in a truck stop, are you? <laughs> no. 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 So I've just got a message here. Shell Halfway Creek does good meals and cheap trucky coffee. They're right. Mm. Shell oh, Halfway gee whiz, I wish they'd clean their bathrooms. <laughs> well, I know. You, you, you're nearly on the scale of one to ten. You've nearly got them all done, but come on. You know, just tidy up a few more things and you might be on a Oof. ten. Yeah. Oof. I think that goes to a lot of places. Just keep on top of it, guys. It um, it is the thing that brings us back. 
Absolutely. Yeah. If you don't, yeah. if you don't keep on top of it, the next time we go past, we may not stop. Exactly. Precisely. Mm. That goes yeah. not not just the truck drivers. That goes for anybody that might want to call in there. So mm. the old um, what was it? If if you see a heap of trucks up there, that must be a good spot to be. Yeah. So. That was that was certainly a, that was certainly a saying in the day. Yes, absolutely. Mm, so, anyway, so what what um, you any news to talk about tonight, Paul? I do have a little bit, absolutely. Um, so we have uh, the brand new edition of Cruising Magazine is out, which is always exciting. So, Cruising Magazine, you'll find a mix of um, advertising between the both of us here. You yeah, contra advertising, advertising yes. We advertise yes. you, and yeah, happy to be supportive of that magazine. So your edition's just out as well. It was just when it went on uh, went on the shelves on Thursday, so that's issue two hundred and seventy, which is the December the December twenty twenty three edition. Can we believe that? It's the last. Oh goodness me! Uh, the year's oh. nearly gone, eh? Oh my goodness! Yeah, so uh, another cracker edition, of course. Um, we, uh, my, my, oh, I have to say, my personal, my personal favourite car in this edition has got to be, has got to be, thirty-four three window, uh, thirty-four three window Ford Hot Rod. Oh my goodness me! It's uh, yeah, we've got some good stuff in here. So. We've done a uh, an awesome fifty five Chev Tri five, uh, a thirty two, a thirty five, a fifty six F one hundred Julie for the uh, for the, the mini truck guys, the F truck guys. So mm-hmm. which I'm part of that fraternity and F truck nut. So yeah, some killer feature, uh, some killer killer feature cars uh, as always. Some some awesome uh, event coverage. Don't forget the event calendars. So uh, we're, we're cracking into that that busy time of the year. Um, yeah. So it is. Uh, it's all going on. You know. We've. Uh, what is the date today, gentlemen? If, if I may be so foolish to ask. Twenty eighth of the tenth, twenty twenty three. Twenty eighth. So this weekend, if uh, you happen to be, if you happen to be stuck in Mildura on a twenty four hour break or waiting to load a load of grapes or something crazy like that. The Desert City Rotters have uh, have got the annual Goanna run on in Mildura, which is an absolute cracker. Absolute cracker. Once again, drop the fridge van, bobtail down into the main street of uh, Mildura tonight. Actually, it'll all be happening. Street crews, live bands, all sorts of stuff going on there. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Highly highly recommend that. Uh, Yeah. What else is going on there? Not a little bit quiet this weekend in New South Wales, but coming up in well, your your kind of your part of the world ish, Craig, is uh, the Yamber Yamba Rod Run. Oh, okay. On, uh, yeah, November the twelfth. Uh, yeah, the ninth to the twelfth. The annual no, uh, Yamba Rod Run, which is just yeah, massive, massive, mm. m- massive run. Um, so there is a public day if uh, if you want to. You guys want to go down and have a look in the main street oh, there yeah. on Sunday? I think there was a a, um, a day at Melinda today up in far north Queensland. Quite the one at car show up there yeah. today. One at the Amber's is that presented by Borderline Street Rockers and hosted yes. by Dolphin. Good work. Yeah, Borderline. Good. Street. Yep. 
Good work, Craig. Yeah. Well, that was Yogi. Sorry, Just Yogi. Yogi. Yeah, sorry, Yogi. <laughs> now, Yogi. Now, Yogi. Yes. Next year, next year, WA are getting the ASRF Nationals. So you're getting the Street Rod Nationals next year in March. Ah, and that will be in Mandra. Yes, so it's your your turn A next year. It's coming over. So where's Ma- what, where's what? Mandra? Oh no way! So what would that be? The twenty. So Mandra is about an hour south of Perth. Right. All right. Now, now you said the twentieth to the twenty fifth. The street nationals are on in Mandra. Twenty two so to twenty five. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So next year, so the Mac Muster is on the twenty fourth of March as well. Oh, really. And that's about twenty minutes, half hour from Mandra, maybe. Holy moly! You better, you better uh, not, uh, you better not let the boss book any loads that weekend, mate. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Well, it's my son's eighteenth birthday on the twentieth of March. We always maybe at Max in Mid American Truck Show in Kentucky, but I don't know. I don't know. There's not been there's commitment and not commitment yet, but we're going to work that out. But. Yeah, so the March, it's March 22, 23, 24, 25. Well, March the 24th is the Mac Master. So, ladies and gentlemen, on the road radio, get to the West on that weekend. What a time to be what, in WA. What a weekend that's going to be <laughs> over there. Yeah. Goodness me. Yeah. Yeah. Come over, mate. Blondie's birthday as well. Ah, oh, yes. Well, it'd be great to see you lot over here in the West. Mm. Yeah, it'd be ideal, and I uh, and I uh, I I MC the event for the Mac Master, um, so it'd be actually wonderful to see us all over here. To be honest, mm. that'd be cool. Might have to mm. make a bit of an effort there. Mm. That's pretty cool. Catch, <laughs> yeah, right. Catch, catch the big bird across. Oh, actually, look, it'd be nice. Actually, Yogi, nice. Yogi, yeah. Yogi, it's amazing the amount of uh, hot rods that get uh, get get their ride over there on the back of a truck, huh? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yep. Yeah. You'll start to see it, I reckon, now that, you know, it's sort of got this car going over. I want that on the top there. I've, I've got a, I've, uh, I've got a fairly interesting load coming out of the east, which in, involves vintage trucks and and a, and a lovely car that I'll post some details when I can. Nice. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, it's coming nice. back out of there. I've got, got a pretty cool load coming back. Next lap I do, so yeah. Mm. Because we've seen we've seen over here in the east uh, the nationals at Bendigo, which was four years ago. I from memory there was about five singles worth of cars came over. Yeah, right. Eh? From from yeah. WA, yeah, yeah. Like uh, so car owners basically get together with you know, someone they know with the truck and trailer obviously and do the uh, the consolidation and, and bang a heap of cars on and shoo, away they go. And, uh, yep. Yeah. Sounds and then like the re- the really brave ones just drive. Just drive. Sounds like a good they run for a couple of drop decks and a dolly there. Yagi heading Yeah, well, oh, get after it now. Like, how good would that be? Ooh. Yeah. We, we so might have to... We might have to pop an ad in for uh, Kendall Trucking you know, in the uh, in the back of, back of cruising. You know, <laughs> book, book your national spots now. What more? Boy, car carrier, mate. Oh yeah, thanks for that, Paul. That's exactly what we need. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> Get your whole three cars on there, mate. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, some of them, some of them rods are only small. It's not too bad. Yeah, just smaller cars, like yeah. double stack yeah. them. They'll be right. <laughs> I can see Amanda shaking her head now going, excellent car carrier. Yeah, yeah, that's that's exactly what we need. That's right, 100% what we need. Mm. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, there you go. I'm picking up an Austin 7. I just found it. An Austin 7? Yeah. Really? Yep. (laughs) Yep, most certainly. So, yeah, there you go. That'll be on your next round. Yeah, on my next lap. Yeah. Yeah, right, eh? Well, that's, yeah, a bit of different freight, you see. Um, that's pretty cool freight, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so a few loads there on old Outback truckers where they're st- stacking tractors on here and there. Yeah, that's a very good mate of mine, about 50 k's away. Yeah, right, eh? Spurry, so, yeah, we've done a lot for Pete. Pete's, Pete's, I don't know how he keeps up with what he's got, but he'll tell me that there's a tractor sitting at Goulburn and a and a tractor sitting at Chinchilla, and I've got a couple coming down from Bundaberg, and then there's some coming out of Tassie, but we'll get them all wow. there, and we'll bring them all back. He's just, he's fantastic. And he runs a transport company home here in the West. He's got half a dozen of his own truck. Yeah. He's just, a dude's got some, got some, <laughs> he's got some memory, I know that. So, so he yeah, just yeah. Uh, collects tractors as well? Well, he, because he's good at what he does, and collecting tractors, and, and he knows what he's looking for, People go to him to get tractors moved. Oh, right. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, he knows. So, so he might have, out of a road train full of tractors, he might have three of them. But, you know, five or six of them might be from different eight, ten different farmers around the district or collectors. And so they'll just make a bit of a run of it. So I always, yeah, we've, we've, we work this very and we've done work for him in the past. And yeah, if I've got space, I'll, I'll let him know if I'm going odd places and, yeah, he'll always tell me. So, See what's yeah. floating about. The very, you know, he doesn't like he doesn't like hearing it. But the very first scratch on my new Drake trailer was one of his cleated vintage <laughs> tractors. <laughs> Ouch! <laughs> I know. I picked I picked it up in Brisbane. I went down to Canberra. I loaded a replica, a half scale replica Ferrari Formula One in Canberra of all things, which was fantastic. And I went to a museum over here. And then I went down to Goulburn and loaded a, an old cleated tractor. And, uh, yeah, look, it fell off the rubber and onto the ramps and put a mark on the ramp. So scratch, oh, no. first scratch on the ramp was two days into me owning the Drake. <laughs> 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 so, Is there nothing yeah. worse in the world, Dougie, uh, than when you're an owner-operator and you yeah. proudly buy that new gear and the first mark appears? There's, there's, yeah. There's just yeah. nothing worse. No, At least you know then, who did it. Yeah, me. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then and then we get to we get to Wagen and I roll into Sperry's yard and he's going, "That scratch on your trailer." And I'm like, "Yeah, that's a scratch." He's going, "That wasn't my tractor." And I go, "Oh yes, Sperry, it was your tractor." You know, and he's all oh, feels so bad. And I'm like, "No, no, I didn't. It just it just slipped off the rubber that we had. We had rubber because it had cleats on it, so I had timber going between the cleats." to try and mm. keep the cleats off. And it just, one of the bits of timber just got squashed a bit more than the other one. Yeah. And, and it just yep. and it just marked the ramp. It, it was a nick, probably, I don't know, a couple of inches long, like, but you can see it because it went straight down to bare metal. Ouch. You weren't overly impressed, mate. But anyway, it is what it is. There's not much we can do about that one. So, yeah. 
Well, we might go to a song because we've got a guest to bring on in a, in a minute here. Oh, I did. Uh, Paul did send me a list of songs here recently. Oh, fantastic about songs! What he likes. So yeah, I'm just trying to songs. go through the library here, and I did find one from Eddie Rabbit. So, what do you think that one might be, Paul? I think that may be driving my life away. I'd right. suggest. Right, oh, well, and it'd be good. We'll go with that, and we'll be right back. We're back, everybody. That was uh, Eddie Rabbit driving my life away. One of your favourites, Paul. Oh, what a cracker of a song! Cracker? What a cracker of a song! That is a cracker. Yeah. So, <laughs> while we've been on a break, there we've um, managed to get hold of um, Pete. 
So, Peter, you're, you've got um, a lot to do with the Goulburn Convoy for Kids. Yeah, I'm currently president this year. Everybody steps up and has a bit of a go, and we're looking forward to it in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, no. On Saturday the 11th of November. Uh, what, 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 what time does it sort of kick off? Peter or start or oh, or where's the you can probably go to the details at com, convoy for kids golden.com.au is where you can get all the yeah. details but yeah for those of you out listening so. we got a um a facebook page as well at the same place but we're going to try and muster the trucks from about seven thirty um onwards on the saturday morning um oh, yeah. yep. the uh the gateway guys the golden gateway service center which is at the northern end of town um coming into town um from Sydney, the Sydney end. Um, we try and stack them up there. We've had some road works done recently, so we'll be able to, to fit them in a lot better. Uh, one of the main things about this year's convoy, it's going to be a prime mover event only. Um, if anybody does okay. bring a truck, we can accommodate them. But, um, yeah, we're trying to... Uh, there's a reason, a good reason for that. The um, our convoy hasn't been in the main street of town for the last two or three years because of COVID and um, some other restrictions and things that have uh, annoyed us all in the last little while. So uh, we've worked, our committee's worked pretty hard this year to get it back into the main street. And, um, yeah, we're hoping for a big, big turnout of our uh, of our local family and visitors to, to have a look at the trucks as they go through, yeah. yeah. So you, you will be going back through the main street this year? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we're going to... Um, uh, got the wheels in motion to have it um, all done under traffic control. The local highway patrol are going to help us out with a, an escort. Um, we're uh, going to go through the main street uninterrupted and um, without having to worry about traffic lights or anything like that. Uh, it's been a lot of work to get that off the, the ground. Uh, the way things are at the moment with um, um, rules and regulations and yeah, so uh, that's taken a bit of work but uh, again with a lot of help from our local community and some volunteers. We're going to be able to um, place traffic control in place, have a police escort, and, um, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll be a lot more. We got a bit of feedback last year. It was a bit dribs and drabs, and, yeah, so we're going to tighten that up. So hopefully that'll be so that, and that's great. That's great, mate. You'll be able to get the, the families and people and kids will be able to line the street and, and see the trucks rolling down, and no doubt the air horns will be blowing, and the kids will be smiling, and uh, yeah, the mums will be putting yeah. their fingers in their ears behind them. Because <laughs> generally, with a convoy, yeah. a lot of people love the trucks and the noise, yeah. but uh, a lot of people think it's a bit loud. But anyway, it's just for an hour or two or three or whatever it be, so it'll be good. So it'll be great. So, local, local businesses get behind us with sponsorship, and of course, our local truck drivers. We'll have a lead, uh, plan to have a lead truck auction for a lead truck banner. We'll um, get that underway about 9.45. Um, and then when the successful bidder, uh, we get his cash, we'll give him a banner to put on the truck and line him up behind the policeman. And 10 o'clock sharp, we should be well and truly on our way, eh? Right? 10 o'clock. Right. So the, the convoy will lead to where, Peter? Um, we'll, we'll come out, um, well, basically the old highway route through town. We'll take us through... Um, from Sydney Road, where we start there, up Lagoon Street, we'll then into Auburn, which is our main street. 
uh, will continue to Auburn Street. Um, the complete length of it will go a block or so further on. Then we uh, make a left turn and down over the Plane Street, Monday Street Railway Bridge, and we go in the uh, in one of the side gates of the showground to to park them up. Our plan when we get to the showground is to actually park the trucks on the trotting track and having have them so they can be easily accessed and displayed. And we've decided we're going to have a little train, one of those little motorised trains, so the kids and mum and dad can jump on it and do a lap around and have a look at the truck. So November will probably be a little bit on the warmer side, if not as warm as what you fellas get over there, Yogi, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well... Well, so so dare dare I say, Pete? Should I bring some of the weather with me across? Because uh, well, we will be there, bud. No, nah, we got a committee member gets on that internet thing and looks at it pretty regularly every day, and and lets us know that the weather's going to be about twenty five and fine and sunny. So let's hope that doesn't change. They're never wrong. Yeah, right, so, up, right. Up. So you're telling us, Yogi, you're going to be there. I am telling you, Craig, that I will be at Golden Convoy for Kids. Right. And? Righto. <laughs> and what about I PJ? Will be, and I will be in PJ. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so we better yeah. find a spot in that uh, showground for PJ, eh? Yeah, oh. for, for, for a little purple truck from WA. So I've managed to piece a bit of a lap together. Um and uh, yeah, so we should be there. So uh, all going well, and I say this every time we go to an event in the east, as long as the truck and gods are smiling down. But I will make the commitment, and we will be there with the truck, unless something unforeseen happens. But yeah, at the end of the day, we've got great over, we've got great back, so we're looking forward to it. So yeah, I'll have my, my little purple nine hundred. Will be somewhere in the convoy, Pete. Ah, uh, that'd be good. Yeah, always been for lead truck. Um... And go up the front there, Yogi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, do, right do you know I'm people that can cash. make that happen? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So oh, look, we're going to have a go. we're going to have a carnival day up there for the kids as well. Uh, it'll run from ten till about five. We've got um, we've got uh, a lot of rides. We had a minimum amount of lot rides last year. We've increased that to a nine or ten rides. We're going to have. Um, there's some guys from down the south coast that have got those uh, remote control trucks. We had them last year. They were very popular. So they're going yeah. to come back and set up and have their little area. Um, of course, there's going to be the amusement, some entertainment, the carnival rides, which will keep everybody pretty happy. Um, the other thing that I've got to bring up is um, we had a, uh, a bit of a, a uh, visitor last year or, or some entertainment last year and that'll be my good little mate Bing, uh, Bluey at Bingo, the uh, child Bluey and Bingo. Bluey's yeah, going to be there. Yeah, Bluey's going to be Bluey there. Bluey. So, um, it's, um, it, we'll have a meet and greet for him which will be advertised on our um, Facebook and web or on the webpage in regards to how people can book and see him. So He'll do an interactive experience, entertainment experience, and then a bit of a meet and greet as the day progresses. So we'll have, um, we're also going to have a live auction, of course, with local businesses and sponsors have been exceptional with their, their donations for our, um, our auction. We'll have a live auction and a silent auction. We've also got a raffle going with a, um, a, trip, a trip away, a voucher for a trip away, and some other bits and pieces. Yeah, so 
it's all coming together and all looking pretty good. Very excited. And plenty of plenty of merchandise there too, Pete. You'll be able to get yourself a hat and a, and a T-shirt. Uh, yeah, for yeah, for the kids. And got, stuff. Um, they've got hats and shirts and bucket hats and stubby holders, and um, there might be a bit of a surprise. We we're uh, we're going to have uh, a limited edition uh, cap and uh, stubby holders available for this year for anyone that wants to buy them. And uh, yeah, we're, we're going to uh, have those for sale as, as well. Um, we've also um, Going to have we we have a, a local sort of record for the number of local trucks or or who who participate. So um, we we got out round about our two seventy last year. So we're looking to try and break that. Um, as I said, there just provide that if we have anybody that's got a trailer or wants to put it, there is a few spots around town that we can um, we can park their truck for. Um, they can still participate in the convoy, but they won't be able to go up the, the main street. They might have to do a little diversion or, or drop their trailer prior to the to the convoy. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, so I see you can do re- um, vehicle registration can be online now. So you can register your truck and get that out the way. Yeah, it's all online. Um, with um, That all got instigated by a couple of our real good committee members. When COVID started, we still wanted to run some sort of COVID, um, convoy, so we developed a, uh, a, an online empty, uh, entry form or registration form. Um, we can also take donations online. There's a fair story about our convoy and our committee and a little bit of history and some photos. So, yeah, it's pretty uh, pretty good thing, but that's the place to go to do the registrations, yes. So, yeah. Can you just register on the day, mate, for that, this one? Yes. If um, we preferred, obviously, to do it online, but if this situation where a bloke's overnighted up from Melbourne wants to participate in the convoy, well, yeah, we'll still take his money. That's yep. sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So they, they can register. The day, they still have to register online then, or can they register somewhere on the day? Um, we will have late entries available on the day. Yep. Um, yeah, so uh, we'd rather have a, a bit of an idea beforehand, but uh, as well aware sometimes you just can't that that option's not available to you on the road so yeah we will we'll be able to take care of that no dramas at all yeah very good well it's looking like it's going to shape up to be quite a big event yeah it's um it's always well supported by our committee um we've been going in golden or the convoy committee has been going since about 1999 um we're here to provide support for local children and their families in need, providing some financial support or assistance. Um, we're in a funny spot. We're, we're not far from Wollongong, we're not far from Canberra, we're not far from Sydney, but if you've got to go and take a sick dog to see a, um, see a specialist, it's normally in Canberra or Sydney or Wollongong, so we sort of help out. Help out with getting them there and getting them home and get, just taking that little bit of a a worry away if it's there and, and help support the family, mm. you know. Yeah, it, it's, a little bit of yeah it, it's great to see um, things like this going on to support families. We recently went to a, a fundraiser in Brisbane for kids with cancer um, to help out with accommodation and that for families and counselling and support, and it's needed everywhere. It, it's a shame that we can't find more funding from the federal and state governments for this sort of thing but 
as always, the community, you know, stands up and takes control of this and, and makes sure that we're all looking after one another. So anyone that can support one of these convoys, you know, if it's not in, like, if Goulburn's not suitable for you, find, find one that's close and go and turn up and have a look at the, the support that people give. The transport industry gives a lot to these um, to these types of um, fundraisers, so... You know, go and have a look and support the people that are there and support the uh, the cause. It's a great thing to do. Yeah, we're, we're like any other charity. We're, the group's constantly looking for ways to to raise money and constantly looking for um way we can help out in the community. We've helped out, we've helped out the local swimming centre. We've helped out our local special feed school. We've, we've participated in a lot of things that... Um, the public are quite happy to get involved and support us and donate, but they um, they don't often see the other side of the fence where it goes. And I can assure you, there's a lot of a lot of need out there. And our one of our, our not a problem, but one of our biggest situation is is getting people that will come and uh, you know apply for support. All that information is on our website. It's all done confidentially. It's all done so. If they need assistance with fuel or they need assistance with accommodation and things that the government and NDIS and all that doesn't help with, we're there to help. And and it's um, as I said, there's uh, the confidentiality. There's it's no, I'm not even some of the committee are, are aware of who our our, uh, our clients are. We make sure that we keep that um, strictly. Um, mm. private and respect the, the clients, the people with the special needs and their families um, whilst we support them. So it, it's a situation where um, you can't, you can't, some of these um, children and that that you, that you see, it's just, well, I was You've got to support them. Someone's got to help. There's yeah, got to be someone. you know, you, you, well, you, well, we've learnt over the years, Pete, is the money goes to where it's needed. And that's what we're yeah. like. If you're going to donate money to a, to a good cause like, like the Golden Convoy for Kids, it goes to the local community. It goes yeah. to where it's needed. Mm. And, that, and that's just spot on the money for us. And if, sure, if you yeah. do end up in that situation where you do need support, you know, you're normally in a, in a spot where you don't know what to do. Your child's off to hospital um, just been diagnosed with, you know, with with something, and you know, as a family, you don't even know how to react. So, yeah, a lot of these um, charities offer support, you know, for people that have ended up in that situation and and guide them through it. Um, it it's a tough situation. So, you know, we, we've listened to stories of people that have, you know, been to the doctor one afternoon, and the next thing they're in their car on their way to the you know, Brisbane Children's Hospital or or Sydney or Melbourne, wherever. And, you know, what do you do? Where do you stay? How does it how does it all work? It's so yeah. you know, these charities help people through that. It's you know, it's priceless in my mind and and people should support it. Yeah, we uh we went to the lengthy recently we um we got some pediatric wheelchairs which we supply free of charge. To anyone that needs them, be one day I picked up a story on um, Facebook of all things of one of our local kids couldn't go home from hospital because they didn't have a, a wheelchair and she had a broken leg. So we jumped in and said, "Well, obviously there's a need there. 
that um, that we can fix. And um, yeah, it's uh, it, it gives you that 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 little bit back that you know that child's not stuck in hospital and now they've got a way to go home. And if they need that wheelchair for the next three months or whatever, we're well and good. But yeah, it's something something that's given back and something to help the community. You know, mm-hmm. so yeah. Well, well done in organising such an event. Um, uh, it's not, not just me, Craig. I've got a committee of about <laughs> 15 or 20 people, which I absolutely cannot thank enough for the time that they spend with us, the time that they put in to do these jobs. Um, these are the unseen people in the committee that that do do these little, do the things that need to be done. So when the day comes, it's, um, yeah, so I can't. I'm no, in no, under no circumstances will I put my my head up and say it's the end. It's uh, we've got a fantastic community, we've got fantastic uh, committee, and we've got some fantastic supporters and some fantastic um, people in the community. That yeah, when it comes round to convoy for kids day, and we want some stuff for our auction or raffle or whatever, it's never ever a problem. It's always a thing and. You know, you're in some of these businesses, or I can see the other side of the fence, you know, there's, there's a reasonably constant thing of knocking on the door and can you help us out or whatever. Well, you know, why cannot thank our local businesses and community enough for what they help with to make this day such a success. So, yeah. Well, yeah, good one. You yep. know, well, we'll be there on the day and we will yeah. be broadcasting live from the event and we also will be broadcasting live our Saturday night live show um, yep. at the club that you've arranged for us to... Uh... Yeah, we got um, one of our main sponsors, I suppose I can mention with, it's um, the Wyong, um, Wyong Foundation, which is the retired footballers and so forth in the Wyong Rugby, Uni- uh, Rugby League Club. Whoops. And um, they support our local bowling club which uh, allows us to maintain a bowling club, and they've been very good with some sponsorship and the, and the use of their venue, and we've done a couple of 80 nights and a few things to, to raise a bit of money throughout the year, and, um, yeah, yeah, so we'll be at the Rollo Bowling Club on Saturday night, and, yeah, the, uh, oh, we yeah, have two artists. Yeah, right. They've got Jamie Aegis, one of our local uh, country artists. He's, he's uh, going to be there. On Saturday at the convoy, and the another group from local group, the Corbys, and the Corbys will be playing at the bowling club on the on the Saturday night. They'll continue from out at our gig to another gig at the bolo. So yeah, oh um, perfect. Yeah, the Corbys are good. I know the Corbys. So yeah, spot on. Yeah, yeah. sounds uh, like a great event. So if anyone's um, out there listening and you're heading around Goulburn on that day, heading in the highway, drop your trailers and come on in. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I can't can't invite everybody enough. The more, the merrier. It's all for the children. It goes back to our local community, um, and we we uh, yeah. I, I just cannot wait for what we hope will be a record day with record trucks, record money yep. raised, record support from the community, and yeah, they're looking forward to it. Mm. Yeah, good one. Well, good from one. what I've seen of late, Peter, this. Um Everything's been very well supported, so yeah, yes. I, I hope yes. Goulburn turns out um, just the same. Yep. Yeah. 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 Good, good on your feet. But we'll we'll get yeah, there. Thank you. 
a list list of supporters and a list of sponsors. And as long as your arm on here, and uh, we got to thank you, good mate Andy Dival as well. So yeah, he has been, uh, yeah, Andy's good for us, and we like Andy. And uh, anywhere we pop up, and Andy's here, it's always going to be a smile and a shake hands, and uh, he's he's a good bloke. So we appreciate what Andy's done with us. Yeah, yeah key member on it, one of our key members of the committee. Uh, yeah, he, he's always there. He never hesitates, and there's never ever an issue with with um, support. Yep. Or yeah, it's great, great stuff. Mm. A great, yeah, yeah. it's good for the industry. Uh, it's good to see yep. some locals there getting involved in uh, in what you do. Very yep. good. Yeah. Right, oh Peter. Well, um, all right. Thanks for your time tonight, and uh, we certainly will be in touch before we get to uh, Goulburn. But, yep, for um, sure. Yeah, looking forward to to being there and and helping support the event. I'm looking forward to it too. All righty. Right on. on you, mate. Thanks, mate. Good on you, Pete. Thanks, Peter. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. So, Yogi, you're um, putting together your (laughs) load to head over. Yeah, I am putting together my load, so... I'm, I'm looking at the trailer now. I've got a tractor sitting on that, which I'm going to unload and leave that to sit in my yard. I'm consolidating freight. Well, what did you say I was doing yesterday? That's it, consolidating freight. Oh, consolidating freight. Mm. I thought you put in another big fancy word there. No, I it. thought yeah. consolidating was enough <coughs> on a Friday. It was enough word for you yeah, on a Friday for me. And, uh, yeah, so we've got to go and find another little tractor and a couple of little bits and pieces. I'm going to do it the hard way, though, Craig. I've got... Uh, Mount Gambier, Bendigo, Melbourne, Sydney, Coffs Harbour. Wow. Ouch. <laughs> and I'll bet your first drop's on the top deck, is it? <laughs> no, the, no, I'm smart enough to put the first drop down the back. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right when it fits down the back. <laughs> so I'm hoping to have a bit of a go next week, for next weekend, and sort of get loaded by Goldman. It'd be nice to be... So, so I'll be loading out of Sydney and, and Coffs mm. going home. So I'm oh. hoping to have it all together by the Friday morning. So I've got, yeah, two drops on the way over and three pickups on the way back. Do you want to, if you've got a tractor in Coffs Harbour, we'll drive it down for you. Yeah, good on you. That would be funny well, watching Colette roll down the, what, what do you call that? The M1 or no, something? Mum, what do you call that? The, the Pacific. Pacific. The Pacific. Mm. Going down there with a cleated tractor would be pretty spectacular. <laughs> a, a cleated, cleated tractor, that would be hilarious on the concrete. Uh, I think we might want yeah. to leave about a week earlier than we thought then. Yeah, 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 yeah. She'll get her exercise up. She'll be bouncing all the way down the road there, yeah. I reckon. So, yeah, bang, 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 bang. Yeah. So, yeah. No, we're yeah, I didn't, I didn't get a chance. I didn't get a chance to jump in there with Pete, but I hope, I sincerely hope that their theme song is the Slim Dusty anthem, Angel of Golden Hill. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're, you're a music connoisseur, aren't you? You know what you're doing with this stuff, mate. Like, it's just great, bro. Now, neither of you, you've both drawn a blank, haven't you? We have. Oh, yeah, no, I've got to admit, I'm not, a, I'm not a big Slim Dusty fan, but... Oh, crap. Oh, my goodness. I know. It's terrible, isn't it? In well, your, in your <laughs> minds. And it's it's not... I don't say I hate it. I just, yeah, never really been... Not been your cup of tea. Into it that look much. It up, look it up. The album is Give Me the Road, and the track is yeah. Angel of Golden Hill. Angel of Golden Hill. Yeah, I know. Yeah. 
Yeah. I'll have to so, do that. Anyway, yeah. we might play that later <laughs> if, I can find, if I can find it. Oh, you'll find it? Well, it's on, on, on yeah. Slim, Slim it's got to be somewhere. One, one of my yeah. Slim Dusty albums. Yeah, well, no, I would have it on there. I would have put it in there. Go, go to the other file that you don't let my music go on the radio. Go and click on that. No, I've got there. that. That stuff's there. <laughs> oh, so Yogi is that beside my file? So it's yeah, our so file and Yogi's yeah, file. Our file, yeah, our file. Our the out there yeah. file, yeah, out yeah. There file. I got, yeah, I got nothing yeah. on it here on, on that one. Anyway, you got I reckon we can find it somewhere else. You'll we we could it, play. It. It. Yeah. Right. Anyway, right. we right. might go. Right. We might go another one. Chuck one off. That Paul um, suggested. Yeah, something. Yeah, east bound and down, mate. But we had a few, few options here. And we took the good. Well, there's really only two options, and that's the original by Jerry Reed. Yeah. Or a fantastic cover of by the Roadhammers. Yeah. So I've got both yeah. sitting here ready to play. Which one do you want? Oh, look, let's go the original, Jerry Reed. You want to go the original? Oh, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Oh, let's right. do it. Come on. I'll, I'll have to he, press a different button now. I was, was going to say he might have the, the, the road hammers were in town the yeah, other day. Yeah, I thought he might have gone the other way, but we'll go with the original. Yeah. So, anyway, we'll be right back, everybody. What have we got here? What's it called, Paul? It is uh, Eastbound Down by Jerry Reed, which is off the soundtrack of one of the greatest trucker movies of all time, Smokey and the Bandit. Mm-hmm. Here we go. We'll be right back. He's bounding down, loaded up and trucking. Are we going to do what they say can't be done? We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm eastbound just like no bandit run. Keep your foot hard on the pedal, son, never mind them brakes. Let it all hang out, cause we gotta run to pay. The boys are thirsty in Atlanta, and there's beer in Texarkana. And we'll bring it back no matter what it takes. He's pounding down, loaded up and trucking. Are we gonna do what they say can't be done? We've got a long way to go, and a short time to get there. Found a quattro bandit run Trail, and he ain't gonna rest till you're in jail. 
So you've got to dodge him, you've got to duck him you got to keep that diesel trucking Just put that hammer down and give it hell He's pounded down, loaded up and trucking Are we gonna do what they say can't be done? We've got a long way to go And a short time to get there I'm eastbound to watch old bandit run Standstill up here. I reckon some clowns got themselves stuck under the Dunlop Terrace Railway Bridge again. Again? Maybe he was delivering a bridge and ran out of diesel. Yeah, that's no joke, really. With the fines around 11 and a half grand, you'd think drivers would make a point of knowing the height of their truck. The fines are one thing, more to the point, these people are risking their lives and putting others in danger. Yeah, roger that. Maybe Queensland Rail should do some kind of educational advertising to warn drivers about the danger of brute strikes. They are, mate. Why do you think we're recording this? <laughs> oh, yeah. They're smart people at Queensland, right? Yeah, good looking too, just like us. <laughs> this safety message is brought to you by Queensland Rail as a reminder to us all that size matters. Know your trucking height. We're back, everybody. So Queensland Rail, Queensland supporting Rail. Queensland Rail, good supporters of the show on the road radio. Now, today, Craig, today, yes. oh, so today is our local show in Katani. Yeah. So we've just slipped home for a couple of hours in the afternoon to chat to the, the wide world of on the road radio. Yeah. And uh, and and we, we brought Paul in to have a bit of a chat. And, we, and one of the most random things that Paul said today was, was there any goats at the Katani show? Mm. And I'm like, oh, I don't know if there was any goats at the Katani show. I think there might have been in the petting zoo, but I don't know. Unusual you know? question. And now, now, why did you ask that question, Paul? Well. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, here's the thing. So uh, before before we go uh, before I delve into a brief uh, a brief story, I would like to acknowledge the uh, my wife uh, my wife AB uh, who's up in the house listening and uh, my daughter Rosie who's up in Toowoomba listening and there will be a couple of other truckers around the east coast of Australia. One will be Jamie, possibly Casey. He might be out there hopefully. And they'll know all this story, and they're probably cringing right now. But, <laughs> but Yogi, <laughs> Yogi, you know, you know this firsthand. When yes. you're running east-west, yes, you tend to either have two options. I felt when I was running bananas to Perth, and yep. an old fella said to me once. He said, "You you've got to make your own fun across here because if you don't make your own fun, you will go." You'll go a little bit left of centre. You'll go a bit banana. You'll go insane. There's a lot of K's and a lot of days out there by yourself. Day after day after night it's after a long day. After and, then, night. and then you get there and then you turn around and you've got to come back most of the time. Correct. Correct. So many years ago with a load of bananas trucking on across the Perth area out of North Queensland, I decided I've always been, I mean, I've always been a huge lover of animals. 
I, I yeah. love all you know. I love all animal life, but for some reason, I've always found goats fascinating and hilarious. And my my dad, my late father, rest his soul, was was an animal lover. We always had a couple of pet goats around around growing up, and they're just they're just comedians on four legs. Goats, they're the funniest buggers. Oh, and, I love uh, they're, they're I just, let, well, I, I love them particularly in high heels and red lipstick. But <laughs> anyway, moving on, moving forward. Right. Okay. I, I, um, I, 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 I can't, I can't really recall the exact moment it happened, but I come up with this, this idea of carrying a female goat with me in the truck by the name of Millie. And, uh, it was all just a bit of, you, you know, you come up, you're traveling with someone <laughs> and it's 10 o'clock yeah. at night and you're a bit tired. And, uh, <laughs> You start sort of, you know, rambling on to keep each other going, and yep, okay. So I never would have dreamed that this took off, but M- Millie the Travelling Goat become quite an icon in the mid-90s to the late 90s to the point where uh, a fellow, a fellow uh, highwayman, uh, he actually left an inflatable goat from an adult shop in a uh, in, in a roadhouse for me one night and said, "If you're gonna if you're gonna carry this on, you better do it, you know, for real." Obviously, for all the mums and kids listening, I never pumped that goat up. But um, look, <laughs> M- M- Millie, Millie, Millie ended up with this 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 quite this following. You know, there was guys in the Adelaide and Perth markets leaving bottles of Gatorade for her and going, is, is Millie... And, of course, every time I'd pull up, is, is Millie up? No, no, Millie's, Millie's having a sleep in the bunk. Millie's tired, you know. And it was amazing how, uh, you know, I went to load out a Robinvale transport in uh, in the Adelaide depot there one, one, one week and I had the wife with me and the forklift driver said, is, is he the dude that carries the goat with him in the truck? And she's like, yeah, yeah, Millie, yeah. And he said, but the truck's so clean, how's that all work? And he, oh, well, she wears little stockings on her hoofs and, you know, so there's no damage to the inside of the truck. And uh, it's just been one of those, it's been one of those sort of comedy jokes that's carried on for years to the point where some people refer to me as Goat Daddy. Uh, <laughs> you know, and, and let's face it, it's a family show, so I won't go into some of the some of the comments. Yeah, but you yeah, know, yeah. the the, the Gatorade one was always cracked me up. And then a friend of mine that uh, the old trucker friend of mine that used to carry his wife with him, she said, "Oh." I'm going to go in, into a salon in Melbourne while we're stuck there for the weekend. Do you want me to take Millie and get a, uh, a hoof cure? <laughs> so I get a little hoof file down and get a hoof painted for you and, you well, know, you get always feel nice when, you, when your hoofs are done. You, I've always said that. I mean, when my, when my paws are flawless, which they are, the big bear paws that I've got, you always feel nice, like, you know. Well, I think, I think so. And Millie, Millie used to love a hoof cure. She, 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 we'd come roaring out of Melbourne with a load of, load of overnight freight and she'd be up there in the passenger seat just feeling very glamorous is the word. Now, yeah. you know, it, it's right important, to. it's important to realize Millie wasn't cheap. She was glamorous. Okay? Right. And right. that's, that's right. important, you know, um, Right. Yeah, there were there were certain there were certain fraternities in the transport industry that thought Millie was cheap. 
she was not. Right. She was very right. she was very glamorous and, mm. and quite respectful. Well no, and, no goats cheap. Well no goats are cheap. No. Goats don't come cheap. That meme that meme's still there. There's a there's a there's a goat outside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, 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 goat. no, no, no. So no, what did she say? That's no, a, no. that's an expensive goat. <laughs> No, it's just a goat. No, it's an expensive goat. Is that the one you're talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That, that is one of the most hilarious things I've ever seen, I think. Yeah, that meme. And it still floats up every now and then. Mm. You know, whatever it is. Yeah, it's so, Paul, was this before social media times? Long oh, before social media so times. Imagine that now. Now. I'd, oh. I'd probably... I probably wouldn't be struggling to pay my mortgage. No, because you'd have uh, you'd have yeah, such you'd have a following, following on YouTube yeah. about Millie the goat. Wasn't there a bloke a comedian with a goat cruising around Australia? Therefore, the yeah, Gary, Gary the goat, Gary, Gary the goat, Gary the goat. Yeah, 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 there you go. yeah. So you did this long before that, but you had Millie the oh, goat. I was, yeah. I was, I was a pioneer. Mm. Um, I mean. Between Brisbane and you know Brisbane and North Queensland, you know there would be there would be Christmas gifts left for Millie up and down the roadhouses, you know. And um, there's one there's a there's a very there's a very important part of anatomy that we need to talk about here is a, a sheep, and 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 I don't mean to offend any of our New Zealand-born listeners, um, but but a sheep if you're if you're you know behind a sheep and thinking about having relations with that animal um, and you want to turn its head 180 degrees to kiss it, it, it won't turn. It, you'll, you'll harm the sheep. But a goat can actually turn its head 180 degrees. <laughs> oh, there's so many questions in that, oh, what you just said. Yeah. So many questions. So mm. goats would be better at gymnastics, is that what you're saying? Absolutely. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's what I got out of that. That wasn't the first question. But wasn't we're going to go with it. No, no. look, it's great, though. Like, I'm, I'm liking what I'm hearing. That yes, goats would be fantastic at gymnastics. Yeah. Goats are very clean, very respectful. Um, and they laugh. You know, well, and, and I, I would say to Millie, you know, if, you, if you're watching TV in the bunk of the truck, you need to keep the volume down so I can concentrate on the road. Whereas a sheep would just go, well, buggy, I'm, I'm going to mm. watch watch the DVD at full volume. They're yeah. like cats, sheep, you know, they don't care. It's funny, though, because you see those pictures in the outback and there's like eight, eight goats up a tree. Yes. Standing on branches, or you see them, well, they don't come on mountain goats for nothing, but, you know, they're, yeah. they're standing on the side of a cliff face where. No one else would go, and certainly not a sheep. They'd fall off to their death. Well, look, uh, a, a bit of a funny then, story, if I if I may, Yogi. I'm sure you're familiar with the McCulloch Range between Wilcannia and Cobra. Yes, a lot of goats out there. A lot of goats out there. A lot of goats out there. I I recall pulling up there one night to uh, check the tyres and the fridge motor, and there was just it was goats galore. It was goats galore, and and I have to say I was I was a little ashamed of Millie that night, um, 
She she wound down she wound down the passenger side window of the truck and looked out and kind of looked down at them and you know they're all <laughs> and, and she just turned her nose up like a little like a little precious little thing and wound the window back up with her hoof and said oh, I don't want to talk to them mm-hmm. I'm above them yeah, we've got to go too much we've got market on too much well, look, yeah we had market on. Yeah, yeah, and she had yeah, a lot of we got to go. We can't hang her in. We've got to go. We've got market on. Yeah, hanging around well, here, being a goat. Can't be the greatest. When I had, uh, <laughs> if 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 I had market on, I would always put her eyeshadow on, and she would wear Betty Davis eyes. So you was know, that Saturday night? Was that yeah. only going to Sydney market? So no, no, we did. She did Perth, Adelaide, Melbourne, and and Sydney with me. She did the whole the whole country. We. Oh. Uh, she was a well-travelled goat, yes. Yeah. Yes. Have you still she got this goat? goat? I beg your pardon? <laughs> Have you still got this goat, <laughs> Millie the goat? Of course I do. Of course I do. So in your retirement, are you going to travel with Millie? Well, it, it'll be Amanda, Millie and myself, yes. yes. Yeah, right. Yes. That's good. Oh, yeah. They didn't leave anyone behind. No, no, no. So, so Millie sleeps in, in the 650 in the workshop. That, that's her. That's her commode. She sleeps in the Kenworth in the workshop at night. Is that for uh, security? More security for her than for the truck. Right. Yes. Okay. Although she can be feisty, she can be feisty. Yes. Mm-hmm. She she has been known to to be a bit cross with authorities in the past. Right. Yes. So, did you have to make sure that she stayed in the bunk if you got pulled up by the authorities so she didn't? Um, Utter any silly words? Well, there was one stage where, uh, 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 back in the, the old days, the old days, not now, where an authority wanted to take my Whistler Q4000 off me. Oh, no. And, uh, and, and Millie got so cross, <laughs> she, she leapt out and basically horned that authoritarian. Mm. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was an ugly, it was an ugly sight still- by the road, Craig. Mm. I think you still buy you can still buy them in WA, can't you? What the sure goats or the radar detectors? Yeah, radar detectors. I'm pretty sure you can. Weren't they such a hot thing at one point, eh? And then you could buy a radar detector detector. Remember when oh. that when the police had the detectors that could detect oh, yeah, whether you right. had a had a radar yeah. detector? So I then know you fully get, well they had those. Yes. So then you could buy a radar detector detector. Mm. Mm. Yeah. My old uh, my old Q four thousand saved me. I can't even think about how many points and mu- how much money that thing saved me. Goodness me! Mm. Yes, yeah. I think they even made reference to that in the the great movie The Castle, didn't they? About the radar detector. <laughs> <laughs> how much you pay I, for I that, son? I believe they did. Yes. How much you pay for that, son? Yeah. Telling yeah. he's dreaming. Yeah. Telling he's dreaming. Yeah. Oh, they were an interesting thing, though. But those were in the days where they used to point the radars at you, eh? And they hide behind trees. So, so can you still buy them? Well, I, I, I reckon up until a few years ago, they weren't illegal in Western Australia. Yeah, right. Yeah. You can still buy them at a truck stop in America. They're, they're still legal to use in the States. So... Every 
every second owner driver in America has a has a cobra sitting on the dash of, of the W900 or the Peterbilt. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And Yogi, I believe you're right. I I I don't know if it's current, but up until recently, they were still they were still legal in WA. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. You, you see him. You see him on salesman shoots out here and stuff like that. <laughs> like you just see him on dashes everywhere. So I don't know if they have. I'll have to check that. We might have got them. We had a few, you know, the phone police out here might have just got a bit full on and stopped it and banned it, but I don't know. But I think, yeah, I think they still work. Because, like, it's, it's, it was always the thing when when you come over to the east with Western Australian plates on your truck, they always ask, what are we going to find in your truck? Well, nothing really. Maybe a bit of homemade cookies from, you know, from my mum or something. That's about it. Like, there's nothing in there. Bit of lasagna. I said that one. Yeah, I said that one day, like, I pulled up at um, Ararat, and I'm like, well, what do you got in here? Nothing. He's like, well, what am I going to find? I said, well, my mum made me chop chip cookies. They're pretty good. There's a couple of them there if you want them, but really nothing in here, you know? And he's like, oh, yeah, sure. And he didn't. Like, yeah, there's nothing in there. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, no, for that reason. He's yet pulled up, you know, through the fruit fruit inspection places and... Yeah, looking looking for a banana or an orange or something. It's, yeah, well, they would they would, they would yeah. do that at the fruit fly inspection there at the at the SA border, and they'd ask Billy, and she would just she would bleat out no, you know, like because if you tried to take a banana off her, it was a fake worse than death. Mm. So, yeah. so did they just leave her alone because of the threats that she offered? Was she from the underworld? No, no, she she could just get quite feisty, really, mm. like just just cranky, particularly over food. Oh, yeah. Try and take a try, try and take a carrot out of her mouth, and oh, oh my goodness! <laughs> 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 oh, she's going to be such a hoot traveling around in a caravan with you, mate. No caravan, no caravan here, mate. No just, caravan. What are you going to have? Uh, it'll it'll be a trailer of some some kind on the back of a Kenworth, mate. No caravan. <laughs> Good job. Good job. Forty two foot trailer. Yeah, you know, I mean, how we we we've started to see these uh, some of these truck shows, uh, some of the ingenious conversions some of these uh, these old fellas are doing to the old drop deck furniture beams, and oh my goodness, mm. what just Good doing some beautiful conversions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a lot, of, a lot of room in them. Look, I know it's Saturday night, not Wednesday night, but just just indulge me for a moment, just okay. a moment. Yeah, right. So, in America, if you have a prime mover and you have no intention or no lawful intention of ever working it, so basically you're going to carry around your drop deck flat top with your show cars or your show trucks or your mobile home, your drop deck trailer. Yeah. You yeah. do the whole not not for hire thing, you know. They, you must display the, the the sticker not for hire. And, and look, I'm not going. I'm not going to uh, pretend to know what the rego is, but I know it's minuscule. So you can basically pay this cheap rego and tow to your caravan or your your mobile home or your you know your drop deck with your show trailers anywhere in America for three seats a bugger all. And once again, wouldn't it be great if the Australian government could could free that up so more of the heritage truck owners could actually travel a bit more and, and you, you know, if you're not earning a living with your truck, but it actually becomes, yeah, you know, your retirement. It'd be ideal. 
That yeah. would be ideal. Because you we're, we're paid our taxes, we've all done our dues, we, we know what it's all about. Yeah. But normally someone who does something like that is normally putting something back in the community anyway. Like if you're travelling around something that size, the, the the chances are you're 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 an advocate of something somewhere because you, you just don't just do that for no reason. So of course. It, it makes well, it's just common sense to do it. If you if you're not tearing up the road every day of the week, why should you pay such high registration costs? Yeah. So yeah. yeah, yeah, I think that's. Yeah. I think there's something in that for all of us. Eh? I, I'd love nothing more. I keep trying to convince Colette that we should just go and buy a 45 foot old bread van or something and um, kit her out and chuck beyond to 104. Mm, Fuel well, economy is not that much different to a cruiser. Well, do you know? Do you know what our our 650 that we've got at the moment? I don't think it's much heavier on fuel than our 89 F250. <laughs> oh, I reckon. I reckon. Mm. I reckon they're probably eats better on fuel. Mm. Yeah, you know, typically the mate, mate of a 351 Windsor. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Just like, put a few um, bigger slides. diffs in her, and you'll be right. Yeah, Slud, Sludge and a good mate of mine, Paul Ramsey. They they've got fifth wheelers, and they use their trucks to go to Darwin. And, and uh, yeah. apparently they were getting a heap of looks in the caravan. Oh, you know, must be rich to tow that around as you're sitting there with 200, 300 series. Yeah, you know, Nissan <laughs> patrols. Correct. Well, they, Correct. they cost about the same money, <laughs> you know, to buy. Like, oh, it's about Because, oh. what, slides out all these feet and, and Rambo had an old W model, and it's like they just, they're about the same and better on fuel. Hmm. Like, yeah. Well, yeah. what, that, a 200 series towing a big caravan, you're looking at 22 litres per 100 Ks? 20 to 22? Oh, easy. Yeah. And yes. and when you say to people you get um, four four k's to the liter out of your out of your truck, they're going, oh, that that's terrible. <laughs> Look. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Because we don't work in k's to the liter; they work in per hundred. Yeah. So if you're using twenty five liters per hundred k's in your Land Cruiser, guess what? You may as well have a K one hundred four. And five to one. And what's your new your brand new F two fifty Silverado worth? Quarter of a million dollars. Yeah, that's right, and that's what they were saying. Well, everyone was sort of giving them cheek in the caravan parks that you must be rich. Well, this Peterbilt cost probably as much as that 200 series cost. Yeah, yeah. And I like, yeah, well, Sludge's had it for years, and and Rambo's got his W model, he's had it for years, you know, like, yeah, the the cost of the vehicle would be on a par, just that they've worked them. Well, well, we paid 100 grand for our 900. And I know we paid a fair bit for the 200 series. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> I was up there. Mm. Yeah. And you'll probably go a lot quicker up the hill with your uh, truck than you were with your 200 series. Correct. Mundo. And so you'll, the- never get a, you'll never get a goat to sit in a lane cruiser. Oh, goats hate lane cruisers. Oh. They do. They do. You know, ask any goat. Ask any ask goat. Ask any goat. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And if you don't that'd know actually, any goats, I suggest you go and find one and make a friend. That that'd be a fantastic T-shirt merchandise. Actually, ask any goat. Yeah. 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 Well, maybe we well, we've got Diesel Dog. Could Diesel Dog have the offside of the goat? Can dogs and goats be friends though? Well, Diesel Dog's a friend to everybody. He's mm. a truck truck and dog. He's yeah. he's a friend to everybody. Show you. Yeah, I suppose if they if they're brought up together, they'll they'll love one another. Well, well, our, 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 our cattle <laughs> dogs, <laughs> our, our, our cattle dogs are very good friends with Millie. Yeah, yeah. Haven't yeah, chewed her up. Are... No, no, no. <laughs> chewed her up. 
Yeah. My, my uh, brother had a had a, a blue healer that was great friends with his Chook, and the Chook's yep. name was Chook. There and, you go. And we babysat the dog and the Chook for many months while he travelled around, and I came out one day and there was a whole lot of feathers in the yard, and I think the dog had finally had enough of Chook. And uh-huh. and he'd, um, yeah, he made a bit of a mess of Chook. But it, now. Uh, it wasn't it wasn't a great thing, but <clears throat> it was quite funny. Now. That they'd spent so much time together and, like, years and years and years. Um, yeah, and then one day. And one day they're not together. Not together anymore, no. So, hey, now, uh, I know we're getting very close to Halloween. Yeah. Um, you're, you're both going, what? No, we, we do here because we experience it in Tanya. They have parties and stuff. Okay. I'd say at Katanning Yogi, you wouldn't. What? Who? No, hello. So you don't I'm have Halloween parties? Well, no, no, no. This story is as serious. It's as serious as a heart attack, mm. but also a little bit goofy. Right. Is it MA okay. sort of plus? Or? No, no, no. So I used to have a. I've had many, many blue and red healers in my life. They're they're the most fantastic dog on earth. I I had a particular blue healer when I was in my mid twenties called Banjo, and he was a he was a bit of a crank, cranky fellow, and used to look after his mum very well. He was a great guard dog when I was uh, doing the Perth run with the bananas, and uh, we lived in Brisbane in a suburb in Brisbane on a quarter of an acre block. So it was a corner block, so we had two neighbours. And uh, I backed the truck and trailer in one day, come home and open the gates, put the truck and trailer in, and, and the neighbour behind us, he was a lovely older gentleman by the name of Peter, and uh, he had a beautiful, beautiful South American wife by the name of Lily. I think she was Colombian. Love, Lovely people. And he was building a chook pen. And uh, he, he was, you know, one of these older guys, retired, like just a magician with timber. He's a carpenter sort of fellow, you know. And he's building this chook pen in the back corner of his yard that bordered on our yard. And our fence was a four-foot cyclone chain mesh fence. And I said, oh, he said, oh, well, welcome home. You know, I'd be out there wash, washing the truck. And what are you up to, Pete? He said, oh, I'm building the chook pen. And I said, oh, right, oh, cool. And uh, I said, are you going to block that? fence off between our place and your place where the chook pen is and he said no no it'll be all right and i said oh pete ben, when banjo sees chooks he's <laughs> i can't guarantee it's gonna end yeah, well yeah jobs know. on <laughs> yeah and uh he said no no banjo's banjo's a good boy you know and he would he you know because i'd be away for two three weeks at a time banjo's a good boy and i said oh peter honestly i I really wish you wouldn't tempt him with live chickens, you know? And he said, no, no, no. And I said, okay, no worries. So he built this Taj Mahal chook house for the chooks and the rooster. Beautiful construction. But where he failed was he did not blank off the fence between our place and his place. So the blue heel of Banjo went, ooh. Chicken. Chicken. So... So off I go to North Queensland, put on my load of bananas, go to Perth, and, you know, the first night the, the, the wife rings me and there's tears, and I said, well, what's happened? And I'm trying to decipher between the 
the hitches of breath and the tears, and I managed to get out the banjo and managed to get a hold of a hook and pull it through the fence. <laughs> so each, each time he's managed to do this, the feathers had stayed inside the chook house and the chooks, chooks come through the through the chain mesh fence, and he was very proud of himself, you know. And, uh, look, it's a long, it's, it's like 25 years ago, so I can't recall the exact amount of chooks, but by the time I got home, there was no chickens, just the rooster was left. And, uh, and Pete, Peter, the neighbour, met me out in the street as I was back in the trucking, and he come out, and I thought, well, he doesn't look happy. You know, he said, I want to talk to you about your dog, you know, and I said, well, I kind of told you that yeah. this is what was going to happen. He said, oh, he's such a good boy, you know. I said, yeah, but you can't, you can't put live chickens, you know, that's just not fair. Yeah, they move. Yeah, through here yeah, or they, they move. move. That's what yeah, they do. Right. It's, it's, it's inbred into them. They just know what right. to do. It's going to move. We're going to chase. Simple. We don't chase, right? So he said, look, I, I can deal with the chickens. He said, but this is the worst part. So he had a, a, a potato sack, the old Hessian potato sack. And he pulls out the rooster. And he pulls out the rooster by the neck. And the rooster's got about three feathers on it. It looked a bit like... Um, Foghorn Leghorn after he's been in the blue in the cartoon. <laughs> and he held up this, this rooster and he goes, look at me rooster, the, the, he's, he's buggered, you know, and he used a few other expletives, but he said, the rooster's yeah. buggered. And I said, oh, geez, you know. He said, the chickens aren't, aren't expensive to replace, but the rooster's expensive. And I said, oh, geez, Pete, I don't know what to say to you. And he threw his hands up in the air and he said, oh, well, and I said, when did you find the rooster? He said, last night. And I forget his name. I think it was something like Jimmy or, or Johnson or something. He said, oh, yeah, Jimmy's dead. He's dead, Paul. And I said, yeah, I get that. You know. So he, he, <laughs> he, he sort of threw his hands in the air and he threw this rooster on, on the footpath, right? Yeah. And this rooster had been dead for 24 hours, apparently. Now, remember, it's nearly Halloween. So we're standing there. Right. I'm, leaning against the fuel, I'm leaning against the fuel tank of the 900 on the driveway and... He sort of giving me a bit of a, you know, a bit of a tune-up. And then the next thing, this rooster stands up. <laughs> no. The rooster, stands, the rooster stands up, looks around and goes, and takes off down the middle of the road, doing zigzags down the middle of the road. The rooster had about, <laughs> the rooster had about three feathers on its body, and it's doing zigzags down the road. And Peter looked at the rooster. He looked back at me. I looked at the rooster and I said, well, gee whiz, that's something you don't see every day, do you? And the rooster was gone. <laughs> <laughs> the bloody rooster come back to life and run off. And that's a ser- that story is as serious as an artifact. I wonder where I, that I rooster is now. It. I wonder where he is now. <laughs> I think Peter or the rooster. Oh, well, I'd say the rooster first. But you, yeah. I, I, look, I would suggest Peter's passed away, but I'd suggest that rooster comes out every, every Halloween and runs around that suburb that I used to live yeah. in. Yeah, the it kids are telling a, stories about that. And I've seen this rooster. It's got three feathers on it, and it goes zigzag down the road. <laughs> no, yeah, you, you're, you're laughing. You don't. You're seeing things. You're delusional. Nah, 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 nah. Guaranteed. <laughs> Guaranteed. The bloody thing was. The bloody thing was like the headless horseman. I kid you not. This thing just zigzag down the road, like going. I'm, I'm not staying here any longer. Yeah, and, 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 
and, and, and there'd be folk, you know, tails going, oh, well, on a clear night and on Halloween, on a full moon, no blue healers go out at all because they know the ghost of the rooster will take them out. And and, and old Benjo, he's sitting by on the fence just going, what? what? Yeah. Yeah, give, what me give me a scratch. Give me a scratch. Give me a scratch. Give me a scratch. Or Dad, you're home. Dad, you're home. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go and chase these roosters. It's good fun. <laughs> Ah. <laughs> it's um, you see some funny stories out on farms. I, I remember Dad um, kill, killed a snake once, and he said, "Oh, it's just I've left it sitting on this trailer just out near the back of the house." And I, I went out later on to thought, "I'll bet I'll take this down to um, the, de- the dead animal pit with a few other things I had at the time." And there's there's no snake there. Where'd that go? And you look under the trailer, and this thing's well and truly alive under the trailer. And uh, Dad thought he'd killed it, but yeah, was well, it they, they they don't die till um, sundown? Is that right? Have you ever heard that story before? Well, I have oh, heard that old story. No, yeah, yeah. no. Oh, so they thrash around until then? What? No. Oh. Well, I don't know either, but I can tell you this thing wasn't dead. So they say that, you know, if you kill a snake, it doesn't actually die till sundown. Well, mm, maybe that's I, like a rooster. I, well, I'm not, I'm not sure if that applies if you, if you whack him with 11 ties at 100 kilometres an hour. But yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. yeah I'd say. It is, it is scary, though. Make sure you had a caller here, Mick Pepper. Do you want to bring him in? Okay. Do it. I'm probably going to drop away soon, but yeah. We're back into town. We'll try to get him in here. Move call. Hey, Mick, how you going? Hello. Hey, guys, how are you? Yeah. Good. Just, just taking the phone off the truck. Put it on, put it on your headset. That's yeah. a good idea. Hey, yeah. you're talking about chooks. Well, Paul was talking about chooks. <laughs> Have you got a full load of chooks on, Mick? No, no, I've got... Uh, I, I got uh, fish on for Sydney Fish Market tonight and um, Melbourne Fish Market tomorrow night. Yeah, right. I'd, I'd like to say I'm a bit up on me weight and heavy, but uh, can't say that. No, these, no these, 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 these fish are valuable, so we don't need that many of them on. <laughs> oh, anyway. Yeah, okay. Right yeah, on. Yeah. Talking about these chooks, when I was running yeah. the truck wash in Adelaide for me brother few years ago we lived over Adelaide and the landlord rang up one day and said, complained about our chooks and said well mate we don't have any chooks we told him that then a week later or so the council rang up and said hey you got to keep your chooks quiet <laughs> mate we don't have any chooks yeah so I said to the missus what's going on here she said I don't know Anyway, then there's something going on in the backyard, and there's this chook. Every cycle we'd see it. About three or four weeks later, I mean, to catch this rotten-looking thing in the backyard. I wrung its neck, threw it in the rubbish bin. Anyway, I went over to Melbourne to the truck wash over there to do some work, and then I got this phone call from the wife. 
absolutely abusing me. <laughs> she, 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 went, she went out to the rubbish bin to throw some rubbish in about three days later. Well, we had the business chook come out. <laughs> we we never ever saw that chook again. Gee, I don't know why. Yeah, <laughs> I was trying to imagine we wouldn't want to hang around there too much. So yeah. I was gonna. I thought you were gonna say we never spoke again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she she reminds me of every so often that um, yeah. We're going to do something, <laughs> do it properly. Well, <laughs> yeah. I did. I heard the damn thing's next break. <laughs> I thought I'd kill it. Well, you thought you but, did it properly, Mick. You thought you did it properly. Yeah, well, I, try, I tried hard enough. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, Mick, my question is, was it Halloween? No. Oh, no I can't remember. But it, it, was, it was warm weather. I know that much because, yeah. Uh, well, for, for Adelaide, yeah, only two it, days a year then. Oh, something like that. <laughs> yeah. and, and I know, and I know Gary's a go. Yeah, well, actually, we actually he come into the truck wash in Adelaide, then we give his truck a wash. He was a legend, Gary the go. Yeah, a little two and a half ton dine, dine or something. Yeah, That's right, well, correct. Yeah, yeah. 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 And yeah. you just let, let the goat out, and the goat would run around and come up, we're going, jump back in the vehicle, and off they go. Uh, he, he dropped in a couple of times, every 12 months or so, but he's um, a yeah, very nice guy. It was very funny. So, has yeah. Gary and Millie ever met? Uh, no, I mean, well, see, see, Millie, Millie was a, Millie, yeah, Millie was a, well, basically a, a pioneer, but, uh, Look, Gary. Gary did far more travelling. Gary was constantly in bars. I would, I would see, you know, photos of Gary up at a bar having a schooner. Millie was, Millie's a little bit. Oh, look, I, I don't want to sound posh, but Millie was a little bit more refined. You know, you couldn't, you, you could never, you could never get Millie into a public <laughs> bar. She, she was a wine bar sort of girl. You know, piano. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you, you know, uh, uh, an old-fashioned cocktail. Yeah, it's but, like a yeah. toffee, toffee nose goat. Well, yeah, Gary, Gary was a bit of an ocker, but funny bugger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you no, know, <laughs> yeah, check him out on YouTube. Mm. You'll find yeah, him on YouTube, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah. and the um, there's a couple with the coppers. I mean, um, the coppers are arrested. Gary or something for trespassing or something. That is correct. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. Me. Uh, uh, well, you yeah, know, Dan yeah, Murphy's no, Dan Murphy's used to sell a, <clears throat> a a spirit called Gary the Goat. Oh, really? Right. Spiced and horny. It says. There you go. Huh? You be you be surprised how many blokes carry animals in trucks. Yeah, apparently, uh, apparently the, a lot of goats. They're cats. Oh, yeah. There's snakes. Mm. Snakes. Pythons. Yeah. I've seen pythons in trucks. Yeah. Un, un, unruly women. Could be classed as an animal. <laughs> no. Well, we all have different <laughs> friends we like to carry around. Now, Mick, I'm going to ask you, you've got two two drops on there and you said expensive fish. Are you, are you carting something like salmon or tuna? Tuna. Tuna. 
out of Port Lincoln. Nope. I was going to say, that's, that's not expensive. I thought more like Abalone or something like that. Mm. No, no, we come out of Balooloba. Because I've, uh, back in the day, we did quite a few loads of tuna out of Port Lincoln, and that was a fascinating exercise, I have to say. Fascinating. Mm. Yeah. Tuna mm. out of where? Maloolaba. Port Lincoln. Yeah, Maloolaba. Yeah. 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 That probably gives the, gives the away who I'm driving for then. It Tune, does for tuna me. Tuna freight lines? It does for me, yeah. Yeah. Sorry? Yeah, as yeah. yeah, I say, yeah, tuna yeah, freight yeah. lines, but yeah. That's... Oh. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, tuna Express. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. No, uh, Panda. Yeah, we got, this is a regular run. We've got another truck coming in, uh, coming down tomorrow. And, and are they, uh, they're fresh tuna, Mick? Uh, they're chilled. They're, they're set on zero. We set them on the fridge on zero. So mm, uh, they're not quite frozen. Yeah, do they still travel in cop, what they call coffins? Yes. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah we, we used to cart a f- uh, fair bit of tuna out of Port Lincoln in coffins to Melbourne Airport to go to Japan for sushi. Yeah. Very expensive freight. Very expensive yeah. freight. Yeah, look, yeah. We, we can come out and, and uh, yeah, there might be only two pallets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, that's very rare, but it's um, got to be, but it's pretty time critical. Yes. You've got to be there at certain times because I don't know if this stuff going to be sold to the market or it's going to be it's um, going to go overseas or something, I don't know but we're told yeah. to be there certain times and uh, yeah. we have plenty of time to do, we don't have to do anything silly yeah, um, yeah I'll get Un- unloaded unlike when yeah. we were doing it yes <laughs> yes, yes, no, I, I mean, you, know, you, you do your mathematics I left before lunch, I'll be there at midnight tonight, a bit after midnight I'll uh, unload it straight away, down to Maroolan, go to bed. That's me uh, 13 and a half hours for the day. Then around lunchtime, I'll leave there and yeah, get, down, get down to Melbourne and wait for them to open the gate up and yeah, unload and go to bed. You want, yeah. me, to, you want me to catch the latest edition of Trucking Life there at uh, Maroolan, mate? Yeah. yeah. I, should be, I should have mine at home too by then. And sure. and and if Maroon had their 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 game switch on, they'd have the latest issue of cruising. Mm. So you yeah. get your truck and car filled. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Sure. Maybe for we sure. should take some to the north and southbound um, Waybridges there. There, yeah. put them in the driver's room. Yep. No, at the <laughs> Waybridge. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If they if they fix the roads, can they do it properly? Haven't they oh, been? No, uh, that'll never happen. Haven't they shut part of that to fix the way bridges? Oh, they, they've they've done the south pound and that, but it's, it's still rough. Mm. Um, hopefully, hopefully they're going to put the um, the black stuff over the top of it to smooth it out. Oh well, yeah. they've got a fair bit of that to do if they're going to smooth something out there. Well, they've. A couple of k's south, they've done it. So, yeah, it's uh, terribly rough. I, I just refuse to drive in the left-hand lane. I just sit in the right-hand lane. It's just too rough. It is yeah. like that when they separate that concrete. It uh, gets a bit rough, doesn't it? Mm. Mm. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, yeah, you put the black stuff on the top of it, but uh, it'll take the pounding out. It'll do less less damage to the uh, uh, underlying surface. Uh, if you let the trucks just bounce all it, you know, run across the, it's bouncing the um, suspension everywhere. It must be putting a lot of downward force onto the road. It can't be good for it. Are, are you referring to the road-friendly suspension? Airbag. Yes. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Doesn't doesn't have to be airbag to be road friendly. I know that. Right, Craig. I did not know that. Didn't you? I did not know that. I thought it had to be airbag. Okay. I've no, been corrected. No. Doesn't have to be. Yeah. So can a uh, so, uh, sixteen ton Kenworth six rod be road friendly? No. Well, no, six rod is road friendly. Is it with the weight on? Oh, with the weight on, it's beautiful. Is it absolutely? It is absolutely. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Best thing ever. Yeah, no, fix all springs six. in the west. The roads aren't buggered in the west because there's a lot of springs out here. Mm. I I I agree with you there on that one, Yogi. That's the fact. Mm. Mm. I'd like to just see friendly roads. That'd be much better. Oh, you funny man! <laughs> we'll make a make a roadworthy road for our roadworthy mm. truck. Craig, the it's the Wednesday show, Craig. Hey. That is the Wednesday. Well, I must say, look, we've as we've we've travelled halfway around the country in a caravan, and you know, it had it had spring suspension in it, and um, I don't think we wrecked too much road, but there were some roads out there that weren't terribly friendly to us. <laughs> but uh, yeah, <laughs> the new <Newell> highway. <laughs> oh. Oh. Yeah, yeah, if we only had a freight yeah. route through Australia that was connecting us all, that would be very good. I, I was I was looking on something the other day. I, I think it may have been our good friends there at um, Truck Friendly Caravaning, and they had a lot of pictures of dual cab utes that are busted in half, and they blame the weights that they put on them, and they, they never talk about the horrible roads that they travelled on. And yeah. They, and the um, the potholes and things like that that might actually cause that. I mean, if you're driving on a reasonable flat plane on a surface, it's it shouldn't wreck your your uh, four-wheel drive or whatever with that with a caravan or a slide on camper. But you know some of the roads are, are pretty terrible, and you know in those situations you've all got to slow down a little bit. Oh, you only yeah. got to look at you only, only got to look at America. Yeah, you know, forget about trucks for a moment. You look at the, like the draw bars on the trailers over there; they're like two toothpicks. They're not the A-frames we've got over here, and they don't fail because the roads are better. But mm. again, that's that's the truth. That's the truth of the matter. But yeah, you know that that's the reality, isn't it? You know, the road between Gundawindi and and Gundawindi and uh, and Warwick at the moment through Yalab, and my God, I, I don't. I don't care how you engineer a vehicle, whether it be motorcycle, car, four-wheel drive, truck, equipment's going to fail across mm. that road. It's, it's, it's just deplorable. It's it is ripper, just isn't it? deplorable. But there's what about 5K down your lab and you, you'd have to go back, for years you had to go back to about 80 kilometres an hour until you right. got over the top of that um, railway line when you yeah. come uh, going uh, west out across the lab and then... Yeah. 
three or four k out, then you'd go back to 80 kilometres now until you went past the that uh, railway line. Mm. Yeah, you just it's, that was there like that for years. They'd fix it six months later. The same thing um, near um, uh, the, the silos when you're coming out of Milmarin. Yeah. Um, oh, Brooks there across was, the um, the uh, railway yeah. line. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was terrible. It's just that black, black soil. Mm. Nothing. You, you just can't settle on it. No, no. But that that road, those some of those crossings have been terrible for years, and you, you wonder about any Decades. any vehicle going across that has got a, has got a wreck it. Just yeah. can't. Yeah, just can't fix it. Anyway. We're going to have to go to a song. And Mick, it's been great to have you call in. That's all right, I'm just uh, working. Oh, well, you guys, yeah, everyone keep it safe and uh, we'll talk to you later. No Thanks, worries. Mick. Righto. Talk to you later, Mick. Thank you. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I think y- Yagi's dropped out because he's probably going back to the show or something, mate. He's, yeah. Got, he's better thing, got better things to do than talk to us, Paul. And oh, now I'm offended. Mm. Don't be. <laughs> Don't be offended. Be a goat. How about that? <laughs> there's a, there's another saying for you. Be a goat. Yeah, be a goat. When in, when in doubt, be a goat. Well, hey, there's some good bumper stickers out of this, isn't there? Mm-hmm. Anyway, mm-hmm. We're going to go to a song, mate. You hang on there. You're staying here till the end, are you? I am. What are you? Uh, are you playing another one of mine or one of yours? I'm going to play one of mine now. Okay, I'm sorry to the listeners. No, don't be. They may be offended or they may be not. Who knows? Anyway, a bit of Adam Brandt. And, oh, uh, Adam Brandt's cool. He's oh, cool. so you're all right yeah. now, are you? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, eh? I did watch. I woke up this morning smelling Hello. like lemons, salt on the back of my hands. Mouth was so dry, I couldn't even spit. My eyes felt like they were full of sand. I called Troy Jenkins to see if he survived. My head pounding like a stone. He started reeling off things I did last night. And I cried out over the phone. I did what? I smooched too. Oh, tell me the boss wasn't there. Quite a scene when I stripped off my jeans and did a slide in my underwear. I did what? I mooned who? All this time I guess I crossed the line. Every hell to pay, but what can I say? I must have had a real good time. said to say, just come back any old time. Then he went down the list of things I'd done. I listened in misery. I was thinking real hard about leaving town and changing my identity. I did what? I smooched too. Oh, tell me the boss wasn't there. 
That I caused quite a scene when I stripped off my jeans and did a slide in my underwear. I did what? I mooned who? All this time I guess I crossed the line. But every hell to pay. Why can't I say I must have had a real good time? Why can't I say I had a bad day? I guess I just lost my just a blur, one thing's for sure, I must have had a real good time. Welcome back, Paul. Looks like it's just you and me, big fella, seems or like, you and I, rather, well, that's the correct English. Yeah, it seems like we've been abandoned by a few. No, look, that's happened to me so many times in life. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, you, you get over it, don't you, and you move on. Well, you have no choice, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So this week I, um, I see um, one of our drivers had a stay over in, in uh, Brisbane this week and they went to, and I'm not sure how to say this anymore. Well, well I'll, just, I'll say it how it should have been said. They went to the, he went to the Dixie Chicks concert in Brisbane. I'm on with you. I still, I still use, I still refer to them as the Dixie Chicks. Yeah, mm. and yeah. and and they're such a terrific band. I I remember sitting on the top of a Ute, driving around a property in Burke with a oh. rifle over my shoulder, uh, with a good mate of mine listening to the Dixie Chicks. Have you ever watched a documentary called Shut Up and Sing? I don't know if I have. But actually, I, I would, don't think I have. I um, would recommend yourself and any of our valuable listeners. Yeah. Shut Up and Sing. So it's basically a documentary on when Natalie, the lead singer, made the, uh, the comment about that certain uh, American president. Mm-hmm. And gee whiz, what what a sacrifice they made, yeah. and, and 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 what a blow up on their career over one comment about, let's face it, a, a president that was clearly unhinged. But there's um, plenty of um, celebrities that did it at the time. Mm, Pink mm. Pink didn't really hold back either. But you know, um, yeah. Anyway. There was uh, there was Dixie Chicks CD burning parties in the Deep South. Really? Oh, the the, the pushback on those girls was, and and partly because they were female, um, oh. the pushback on those girls was extraordinary. It, it, they really did take a a hit. Yeah, you know, radio stations in in the US. These um, uh, searching for the correct word, uh, the, you know, the, the conservative radio stations, you know, just banning, you know, callers ringing in, banning their, 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 all their music because of of one comment, ironically, and it was made in England. It wasn't even made in America. Mm. Um, but, yes, fantastic band, musically, uh, songwriting. Yeah, yeah, great. Uh, so did the driver take the truck to Boondle? No. No. <laughs> no, he got picked up, but I don't. Where was the concert? I haven't even spoken too much about. It. He sent me a few Snapchats of it, but I, yeah, I went and saw the Dixie Chicks in probably oh 
five, I think it was, in Sydney. That's when we seen them. In yep. Sydney. Yeah. Um, terrific concert. I Probably one of the better concerts I've ever been to. Um, you know, with um, chasing daughters around and, and them having fascination with the Veronicas. We saw the Veronicas a lot in that era. Um, but... Yeah, went to the Dixie Chicks. Probably, yeah, probably one of the better concerts I've been to. And their music was fairly raw, and you don't see a lot of that these days. It's all produced and got a lot of backing tracks and, you know, all that in it. Where I found the Dixie right. Chicks were, yeah, it was quite, it was quite a raw con concert. Like, you know, what, what they played is what you got out the front. Mm, which you can still find today in, in country. And, uh, Rockabilly Roots Bluegrass, but all the rest of the rubbish that you hear on uh, on your major radio stations, of course, n not not this one, um, is uh, is yeah, mass produced auto tuners, all that garbage. Adam mm. Brand, there's a classic example. What you what you hear from Adam Brand is exactly what he lays down on the track. Mm, yeah, yeah. It's, and um... uh, I must say. Let me let me invite you to explore two two tracks from Young Adam Brand called uh, New England Highway and Four Four Two Rocket Oldsmobile Rocket. Mm -hmm. Fantastic songs by Young Adam Brand. Yeah, yeah, he's a great artist. We actually went to a Veronica's concert once in um, Wollongong, and their whole system shit itself just as they're about to play. Oh, right on. So they had to play raw. Um, mm -hmm. and, and the great thing is they sounded terrific. Mate. Okay. So they sounded just like they should, you know. But, yeah, but watching some bands play these days and and when you, look, you're at, um, at Gatton there with Convoy for Kids and that, and listening to bands play on stage, it's something we don't all get to experience anymore. We listen to some very filtered music mm. or, or, or heavily produced stuff mm. that, you know, sounds good, but if you have that ear for some really good, um, just wholesome music, it's, yeah, you, you yearn for that these days. It's hard to find. Mm, there's nothing quite like the joy of live music. Um, one, one of our... Well, two two memorable acts we've seen big acts in Brisbane was Brooks and Dunn, yeah, and uh, and uh, we we seen them at uh, at Boondle, our big entertainment centre with you know twelve thousand odd people, and uh, and Ron, Ronnie Dunn they shut the PA off, well not shut it off but shut off all the guitars, drums, etc. One night there, and he he sat down on the edge of the stage with a six string acoustic and just did did one song on his own. Just him, his voice, and a guitar, and he, man alive, he had twelve thousand people in the palms of his hand, and that, mm. that's a real, that's a real musician. Yeah, you know, stripped down all the crash bang and and all that jazz, and um, another one is Dwight Yoakam. If if anyone ever gets a chance to see Dwight Yoakam play live, if he comes back out, do yourself a favour and spend the money and, and go and see that that guy live. His live shows are just truly extraordinary. Mm. Truly extraordinary. Yeah. But, and, but, and no no fireworks or lights, just fantastic music. Fantastic yeah. music. Yeah. 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 And there are some good bands around that still do it. And, you know, you, you, 
if you troll YouTube enough, you can find where some quite uh, famous bands do some acoustic sessions in places, and it's raw, raw music that, you know, they might even be playing their own songs, or they might even do covers of someone else's, mm. but it it's raw, and it mm. t- to me it's, you know, I, I used to sit there late at night listening to that sort of stuff, and it's... um. To me, it's refreshing music. Mm. I, I well, do occasionally put some acoustic stuff up on Sunday mornings, and you know, it's not not everyone loves it. Or you find people that do acoustic covers of famous bands um, mm. or heavy metal songs. I don't know if you ever listened to that sort of stuff, where someone does an acoustic version of a heavy metal song. I um I I actually have a CD of uh, a bluegrass band that has done a whole album of ACDC, but done it in bluegrass. I've listened to that. Yeah. Yeah. So so banjo, uh, banjo, fiddle, and and double bass and vocals, and it's really good. Mm. It's actually really good. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, if we've got listeners out there that are hungry for real, real music. Don't forget my amazing music column, 10 Times a Year in Cruiser Magazine, where I do my reviews. Well, it's probably something and we can push a little bit harder on the radio here, mate. Like there's, mm-hmm. you know, some really interesting stuff that goes on. And, you know, I, I was um, watching a, be- a two-piece band play in, um, I don't know if it was Forbes or West Island one. I think it might have been Forbes. And there was a bloke playing... Um, Playing guitar, it was it was a, a duo with a guitar, and a drummer, and the guitar I couldn't work it out. I couldn't work out this sound he was getting out of it. So he's he was playing a, a, a mini Maiden. So you'd know Maiden guitars. Oh yes, very yep. much so. So he's yep. playing a mini Maiden, and he, this sound out of it was unbelievable. And he had not only the the standard Maiden pickups on it as an acoustic electric guitar. He also had, you know, the ones you just sort of bolt into the into the guitar. Mm-hmm. He had one yep. of those as well, going to a, to a separate amp. So he had the guitar playing through two different amps, mm-hmm. and then his drummer, and then him as the vocalist. And the sound of this guitar, I, I couldn't believe it. Like, just how, how do you do that? And yeah, so he explained to me what he'd done, and just plugged this other pickup into it, and it's like a yeah. So it's great sound. So there is there is room for a show here with people that really love to hear a different style of music. There, there, there's some amazing. There, there's an amazing world of fantastic quality music out there. Absolutely, and sadly, sadly, that 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 music doesn't get or does not get you know commercial airplay well, because. It's 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 not what what sells, but there is in a, just the plethora of amazing music out there is extraordinary. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, it's certainly not something that's going to gain a commercial following, um, particularly in the in the doof doof world that we're living, I suppose. But mm. there is a certain amount of appreciation out there that that people want, and they do search for it. So. Mm. I, I'd like to be someone here that can put a bit of that out there and and even ask for requests. Like I used to travel across to 
South Australia most Saturdays and Sundays and I think it's Triple M put out an acoustic Sunday. Okay. And some of the stuff they have on there, it's, it's remarkable on what people do and the skills. Like, um, even with, you know, you get the likes of like Ed Sheeran and and what they do with a, a looping pedal mm. and and understand what, the, you know, what you're listening to. And that, that can actually be one person just just doing that. And, and that, mm. that actually highlights a skill that, you know, a band or something can't quite put together sometimes. But, you know, that, that raw music, live music and something, I, I wish we could see a lot more of it these days without, you know, we just chase that big commercial thing that's chased on the radio. Well, it's, for, it's all about money, Craig. Yeah. It's all about money, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, whereas you, you go back to uh, you go back to the Sun Music days in the fifties, um, you know, where uh, you know Elvis and Johnny Cash and uh, you know those guys recorded live to the track, you know, and and again, you know, I, I'm sure a lot of people don't realise that 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 early stuff, that Sun recording stuff, was Sam Phillips. Yeah, all the musicians sat in, sat in the studio and recorded live. So everyone played as a band. Mm. Where, whereas now all this commercial stuff, you might have five musicians that live in diff- five different countries in the world. Mm. They'll lay the track down and it all gets dis- emailed to a producer. And they lay it all down. They lay the tracks over top of each other. Mm. Sounds good to the uneducated ear, but it's it's not real music. Whereas that 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 stuff was recorded live. Um, you have to be a good musician. If they didn't do it right, they would do multiple takes. Right, I do it again, do it again, do, do it, it again. again. Yep. And 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 it was it was recorded on tape. Mm. You know, and then and then cut cut on a, on an album, and that that is that is real music. But that's that still exists. But yeah. it's it's obviously not mainstream, but it still exists, mm. and it's wonderful to find it. Absolutely. But when you can see that raw talent, if you sit in a um, recording studio, and you can watch a five piece band lay down the individual tracks, mm. and it's uh, mixed together, um, y- you understand that those musicians have got not only talent themselves but they gel together with one another um you know and that's like people don't always understand how a track's recorded they don't have a band playing the whole song um to lay down on a record it's it's you know someone sits there and plays a guitar someone sits there plays the drums it's all separate tracks it's all mixed so when you hear a, a song um, it's actually just completely raw. It's, there's a lot of talent there, you know. There is a lot of talent. Yeah. Otherwise, we're just back to Milli Vanilli, you know. <laughs> as a, as a, something just spat out in a digital world. So wasn't that wasn't that a blow up? Oh man! <laughs> but it, they got away with it for so long. For so long. Yeah. 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 We all danced to it. Um, you know. We've all been to nightclubs and heard, heard that music play. It was amazing. I can't, I can't, I cannot claim to that, Craig, but I'll let you own it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably, yeah, cruising around a hot rod somewhere, were you? 
at listening to proper music. Yeah, and Bill Haley and the and the comments. Yeah. And, and, uh, but hey, yeah, but, but. a lot of that's good music, you know. And there's, I've, I've been talking to Colette here. She 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 yearns to go and do some of this old time rock and roll um, dancing. Mm. She says, "How do I learn?" Maybe we should go and see Paul. He might know how to do that. It's uh, it, it's a, it's round for uh, for you guys at Evans Head. Well, it's, uh, you know, there's an amazing there's an amazing event this weekend in uh, it, just near Wyong there at the entrance called Chrome Fest. Mm. You know, you start going to these uh, a lot of these big events. You know, they'll they'll have a dozen or so bands playing dance. Uh, dance um even like dance lessons and dance workshops and look it really is it's just it's a it's a good time thing you know it's all about well it all revolves around that world nostalgia that word nostalgia and let's face it again here's how we, we you know these parallel universes craig like we all, you, you, you know, in in transport now and trucks, there's this, there's this whole younger generation movement embracing Sonny Pruitt and the moving on W model Kenworth and and you know early SARs with you know eight ninety two GMs and them etc cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, you know, again, I don't believe anyone's going to celebrate in fifty years. No one's going to look back and celebrate a. Um, uh, What's the famous EV from old mate from America, uh, Tesla? You know, yeah. fifty years. No, no, no one's going to celebrate a, a Tesla. But I, I use, I use this this anecdote that if you if you if you go into most Western society high schools in the world and say, "Do you know who Bob Dylan is?" <laughs> you know, there'll be blank faces everywhere. Then walk back in. If you ask that question, then I walk back in and say, "Hey, kids, do you know who Elvis Presley is?" Everyone puts their hand up. Mm. Maybe not everyone, but nine out of ten kids will still know, even after the sixteenth of August, nineteen seventy-seven, when the man left the earth. You know, uh, the Memphis Flash. People still know who Elvis Presley is because that that music and those cars and that era will just. I, I believe they will just live on forever. There, there, there's mm. not there's there's some decades that stay with us that just there's, don't don't yeah. fade away. You know, but there's music um, that that um, seems to be resilient to change as well. Like you know, we've got a six and a half year old son here who puts together playlists for me um, to put on the radio. Just so I'm after a perspective of what what that age group now wants to listen to and where they're at, and they're the same songs that I listened to as a child. Bruce so, Springsteen, that sort of stuff. Yeah. 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 So we're yeah. talking like a 30, 35 year gap here, and um, it's the same music. So mm. we talk about the classics and how we are. You know, it's like it's like cruising magazine. You you showcasing things from the fifties and well, forties, fifties, sixties, seventies. Um, that people want they want to be a part of that. They want to be a part of that. Not just what those cars were, but they want the lifestyle. 
They want, a yeah, they want to introduce that lifestyle back in, and yep. Yep. it's the same thing with the trucking industry that people love this. Thing. We're looking at Kenworth now, building replicas of trucks of well, they're not building replicas; they're building trucks now that are the same trucks that we had in the in the nineties. The legend series, I the mean, legend. and how how successful have they been? That's it, and. They yeah. are an iconic. It's an iconic thing, and who wouldn't who wouldn't want to have one in their garage or drive exactly. one? There? Exactly. It's um, yeah. you know, it's like a badge of honour. That that's what you do. So, you know, we have well, this. I, we have this music. We have these cars. We have every. You ever look at people that buy in caravans that are retro? Like, uh, yeah, yeah, the teardrop caravans, correct? Yep. yep. So. Yep. There's this whole thing now of people that want what was wholesome from years ago, and you know, at, at Truck and Life, that's what we do. We, we produce a magazine that is from a wholesome era. We don't we don't Correct. know it about what you buy online, and you know, Correct. do this, do that in in this click click world. Couldn't give mm. a shit. We we produce mm. now a magazine that you can pull some uh, posters out of and stick them on your wall. And you'll have a magazine that you can collect the same as people have done since 1976. Mm. And, you know, that, that that's a, a legacy that we are trying to uphold so hard, you know, that we can still produce a magazine that you want to collect for the next 30, 40, mm. 50 years. Well, the word, the word is tactile. Yep. So the word is tactile. You hold it, you open it, you carry it, you fold it up, you put it in the, you put it in your car, you put it in your truck, you put it on the kitchen table, and you might have the most amazing experiences on a on a mobile phone. But there's nothing replaces that trait. Nothing ever. Nothing replaces that. Mm. But that 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 tactile feel and and uh, and look, I I I know it's Saturday night, not. Wednesday night, Ooh. you know, but I can't, I can't, I can't help feeling, you know, that, that the freight damages these days, and 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 my, uh, you know, the better half of the marriage works for a, a major carrier up here in southeast Queensland, and that you, you know, so that the freight damages they see these days, I still believe reflects back to trucks have become. You, 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 yeah, no one wants to return to a Hendrickson walking beam and 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 getting punched up the back of visiting the chiropractor every week. But the pendulum swung too far. I, I believe, and I know there's going to be some groans out there, but I believe drivers are too too isolated from the road now. Mm. Too isolated because the reality is, if the road's rough, you need to lift the foot and back off. Well, that's it. That's exactly right. You know, that, that's that's the reality. You know, it's, it's, you and, know? and and a lot of this new stuff has lost that feel um, of of they've become so you know so car like. Mm. And you, and Kenworth and and look, I am one eyed, but Ken, Kenworth haven't done that yet. You know, Kenworth, a brand new Kenworth is still a truck. It's a truck. It, you drive it. It's a driver's truck. It's it's made. They're made for the driver. Mm. Um, you know, uh, yeah, it's, it's and if if the roads rough, lift the foot. Think about the freight. Think about yourself. Mm. Think about the, the shocks. You know, um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I was, you know, with um, the combination I've had. You, if the roads too rough um, and it's and it's flogging you around, you know, you know, I'll cab over Kenworth. 
then slow down because what, what's happening to you in the cab is happening to those trailers. And to your freight that you're getting yeah. paid to move. Yeah, <laughs> so, you know, you just sometimes got to slow down a bit, but... Mm. You know, in, in, in this, you know, not such a Saturday night thing, but to the governments out there, yeah, spend some more money, fix up these roads. It's not just, not just not the freight corridors that are important. That they, these roads lead to small communities that have a reliance too on um, on tourism. So, if if the roads aren't good, no one's going to take caravan out there, and and, they, and they're the ones that will spend the money or hang Correct. or you know. So, you know, it's it's not just us about truck drivers. It, it's it's much bigger than that. It's it's it, it, yeah. I, we, you know, I've had this conversation recently, uh, three or four days ago. You know, about tax. You know, and we we are. It's it's common. It's common knowledge. It's easy to find to research to find the numbers that we are one of the highest tax, you know, tax countries in the world. Instantly, I don't begrudge paying tax. It actually doesn't bother me. What bothers me is when I see my money wasted. <laughs> exactly. That, that, drives, that drives me up the wall. Yep. I don't mind paying it if it's, if it's spent in the right places and spent sensibly, you know. And, one, and you know, we, we are, we're, we're, a sparsely, we're a sparsely populated country that, again, like it, love it, whatever. We rely on road transport, whether it's in a car, you know, we, we rely on the roads, whether it's car or truck or bus. We rely on the roads in this country, and, and let's face it, you know, hand on wood, hopefully, Australia won't ever be as populated as the Northern Hemisphere, Europe, and America. I certainly don't want it to be like that. So we, we will rely on our road network networks for decades to come, and I just, I just, don't understand, you know, and I'm, I'm not an economics professor, don't pretend to be one, <laughs> but I just don't understand why Thank our God roads for that. Are, yeah, I just don't understand why our roads are as bad as they are. They're just some of them. The one I'm looking at now, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here in our barbecue area and I'm looking down into the Mulgowie Valley and there's a there's a road here that runs from Mulgowie back into Laidley, back to the Warrego Highway and Craig... That that road, and I can see one, two, three, four, five set the headlights down there now, and that road is just a death trap. Mm. It is just a death trap, and I'm, you, you know, I'm, I'm, I consider myself a pretty seasoned driver, and I drive along there in the car, going, gee, with, yeah, we, we've had, fun. we've we've had some horrific head-ons and fatalities in this valley, um, where we're head-ons and cars at night because. And and they want you know they can try and blame it on speed, but the road is atrocious to the point where it throws you from one lane to another, you know. And yet you just kind of go, "Where's the money?" <laughs> and 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 I would love you know even if we could do it in this 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 awesome radio station, I would, I would love to have a conversation, a true conversation with the three levels of government. It fascinates me, local, state and federal and talk about a road and go who's whose problem is this because every time we bring this particular road up with our local council they say oh it's a state government problem so then you send an email to the you know the queensland minister for roads oh no it's not our problem well whose problem is it mm. because i pay a fortune in red zone 
for fortune and fuel tax, and yet the road is still third world level. So whose problem is it? <laughs> well, it's a funny way this funding works because everyone seems to dodge who who's responsible. Um, <coughs> but even local local councils on, you know, promoting, you know, whether, whether it's larger vehicles, uh, tourism vehicles, establishing something in their town to promote uh, caravanners, campers, um, a spot for a truck driver to have a shower, whatever. Mm. Like, th there are communities out there that do it and everyone seems to respect that wholesomely. Like, it's all right, we've got a right. caravan park across the road or, or a spot to park caravan. We've got a few spots to park some, some road trains or whatever. There's a community shower toilet block um, that everyone can use, everyone respects, and and the community does well out of it. Um, and then you, you move to another step in the community where what they want to do is, is block facilities like they'll, they'll build it, they'll spend three, four, five hundred thousand dollars on a toilet block and um, having no parking zone for heavy vehicles right next to it. Correct. It, it doesn't Correct. make sense. Like these people will actually walk down the street and buy a feed or go to the pub, have dinner. You know, they, they need to remote it and, and they need to understand that it's not just about heavy vehicles or mm. whatever, it's about caravaners, travellers, whether they're in a, in a, 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 a B-double or um, a, a camper van, you know. It's and, and particularly now, particularly in 2023 where we have the highest, let's face it, we, you know, we have the highest number of grey nomads travel in the country. As the population gets older, that's going to increase. And the transport, the transport side of it, whether it's good, bad or indifferent, gone are the days of, of drivers overnight and working all night. You know, come, come nine or ten o'clock at night, they're looking for somewhere to, to pull up for the night, have a feed, have a shower because they've, they've done their 12 or 14 hour break. Mm. So, you, you know, and I know this, you know, the, the last few years I've done the, the Newell Highway in the car with work with the magazine, you know, at midnight, there's not a truck on the road. They're all parked up, mm. you know, where yeah. 20 years ago there was whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. Okay. So you've got all these travellers, Look, you're right, and there, there's, um, look, there's, I believe it may be Longreach or Hewitton. There's one of those, those central western Queensland towns that have, done exactly that they've raised their own money built road train park and caravan parking the, I, I'm, I'm gonna say and and i apologize if i'm not 100 percent correct but it's something like lines or apex have put their money behind it and what it's done is the town every night is full of caravans and trucks and trailers yep. so like you say they all go to the pub they go to the local iga the, the local grocery store it's it's a smart community that opens up and embraces that, and it's a silly community that shuts it out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So in that scenario, you know, you build those areas in your town that that doesn't encroach on your on your residents. So you're not building a park and right. for trucks. Sure. Right next to you, there's plenty of room in every town. Like they need to work it out. It's as simple as this: you build it, they will come. Make mm -hmm. sure your community's open to it. Um, you know, 
but the, the, the it's it's becoming the lifeblood of every community. It's either you need to open up and and welcome in your tourists because they will come to your town, they will spend money and say, all you got to do is build a big prawn or build a big fish or, you know, build a big stubby. It doesn't matter what you build, they'll come and have a look at it. Um, For sure. So, you know, find something, build it and do something with that. But So that's your tourism side. But welcome your transport industry into town. They will come mm. and spend money and, you know, Put it, put and, a, and and return and return yeah. week after week after week. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. if if you're happy going there and you're on a, on a regular route that you're, you know, up and down from North Queensland to Melbourne, whatever it is, that, you know, truckies will go back there if you're providing good, good service and you do not have to provide fuel. And I, I something I promote with everyone now, everyone will fuel up where they have to fuel, but where there's good showers and something to eat. They'll go there every time. They'll fuel right. wherever they have to. But, Absolutely. But the rest of it, you know, and that goes for caravaners a whole lot, you know. Yeah, the travelling public. Yeah, that's mm. right. Yeah. Make, make room, yeah. make it happen for yourselves. Like it's to, to me, it's a no-brainer. Like you know, what what communities can do to to welcome business into their towns. But if you want to um, re- remove caravaners. Or tourists and truck drivers or truckies, you you know, good luck. You you won't survive. Simple as that. No, I I, I think you're cutting your nose off to spite your own face, and I, I don't understand it, Craig. Mm. I do I do not understand it. Um, yeah. Well, I'd like to go to another song. Did we play one of mine last time or yours? I uh, played one of yours, actually. Oh, so now I've got to pick one. No, listen to the groan. It's not a groan. You have one here. Actually, I don't know if you did, but I picked it up. Uh, oh, no, it's on your list. Overdrive. Who does that? Road Hammers. Road Hammers, eh? Road Hammers. Giving them a bit of a tune tonight, eh? Uh, they're, they're pretty good, those guys. They're good. They're, they're a fantastic band. They're good guys. Wish I could have hung around at uh, Gatton and... A bit longer that night, but we uh, yeah. sadly had to go home and go live on the radio in yeah. the motel room. So. Correct, correct. But uh, so I'll give you road hammers go, eh? Let's do it. Righto, we'll be right back, listeners. Side track by the waitress at the snake and ale. Got way late all day traffic. 
Welcome back, Paul. How was that? Kick it in overdrive oh, by the road hammer. Oh, man. You know, you've, you've lived a bit of time here with these guys, eh? Yeah, they're, they're, they are good guys. Um, they are the real deal. They're, they're down to earth. Um, the thing I like about them is they they don't take themselves seriously. They're up they're up for some fun, and if you if you want to see some you know, some fun YouTube videos, jump on YouTube and, you know, one of the best ones is uh, Google Roadhammer's Hall and Ass and uh, it's, it's basically a song and a video about carrying around donkeys and it's just <laughs> Not hilarious. goats. No, not goats, <laughs> interestingly enough. Um, but the thing I like about the boys is they're professional about their music. So they take their, they take their music deadly serious but they don't take themselves too serious, and and I find that a a cool combination. And uh, that first album they released years ago, which that song we just played was off that album. Overdrive. That, that, that whole album is a trucking album. Um, so every single song on there is is you know, and again released in North America, but so much of it applies to the boys and girls that are out there tonight sitting behind the steering wheel, you know, and it's, mm. it's interesting how it's a, a, a global fraternity. And, uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're good dudes, and they, they, they write and cover some fantastic songs. Absolutely, mm. yeah. But it's back to that wholesome music, eh, that we were talking about before. Like, it is. You yeah. know, we, you don't get that too much anymore. If, like, mainstream radio now I'd rarely listen to. Um, I don't lot, ever. A lot of it's the music's just a little bit, yeah. a little bit way out of where I want to be, and you know we talk about what we play on our radio, and you know people say, oh, it's just you know kind of this nineties, nineties, two thousands, whatever. But in my view, that's where the music was, and you know mm. even when you listen to some of the newer stuff released today, it's still covers of those same songs. <laughs> Correct. So, yeah, yeah. Really? Can't can't yeah. get anything new here. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Which we sometimes are, you know, people. Um, our uh, our amazing uh, our amazing daughter Rosie. Um, 
you know, in my she's uh, you know, young 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 lady uh, journeying through life and she'll come to us in the last couple of years and go, Oh, have a listen to this song, you know, it's a cover of the original and you realise the original that she's thinking was a cover of a song <laughs> penned in the fifties. <laughs> You know, and and that was a song covered in the eighties that the kids now think that was the original, but that was actually written in in the fifties or sixties. You know, and and again, isn't that the? It just goes to show you that that one, um, you know, that one style that's timeless. And for me, in trucks, it always goes back to that W model Kenworth. You know, mm. whether it's a W model T nine hundred. T909, that, that silhouette of that, 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 that long extended hood, you know, flat bonnet, you know, Kenworth, it's, it's just a timeless look and it's, it's like good music, Craig. It, mm. It's timeless and they, you know, bands can, 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 you know, go left, right, diverge, but comes back to, to that, that good music just seems to, it, it never really dates. Um, yeah, I'm an look. I'm an '80s child, and and I, I I cringe to admit there's some of that '80s pop that when I hear it, I go, oh yeah, righto. That takes me back to being 15 in high school. You know, it's um, there's some yeah, really yeah. weird stuff that gets you there sometimes, isn't it? Um, you know, we all remember the band Hanson. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but, Sadly, yeah. yeah. Like at the time, there was a couple of kids singing a song. And we didn't really know what it meant because we're all kids in and doing the same thing. Bit stupid, mm. but there's there's um, some releases of Hanson now of the same song, and you listen to it. It's got a bit of guts in it. It is still a bit, um, you know, a bit bit um, pop pop style music. But mm. you know, you go back to listen to how they sing it now as an adult band. It's it's a bit different, but. Tell you what, whatever they did at the time, they sold millions of albums. So Correct. They made a fortune, right? But then so did their management, their record company, and then they get to keep, um, again, a little bit of education for the listeners. So if you're thinking about someone, you know, let's let's talk a massive name that people know of, Bruce Springsteen, Dire Straits, all those, you know, you 2 mm. So those massive, you know, when we think, oh, they're multimillionaires, the rough the rough breakdown for those bands is basically by the time the agent, the management, and the record company take their cut out of the income, the bands get to keep somewhere between thirty five and forty percent. Mm. Yeah, and they're the ones. Doesn't this reflect the transport industry <laughs> and farming? They're the ones doing all the hard work. They've got the creative. They do all the creation. They do the work, but it's. Mm. It's all the other ones circling around them, Craig, that make the money. Yeah. It's what big. industry does that sound like, Craig? Oh, well, <laughs> m- many of, of what I see, I can tell you. Um, yeah. But it's it, it it's sad, though, that's a common thing, isn't it? But, um, you know, at least with um, music, we've all sat back and listened to these bands and what they play. And, you know, I was, I was very lucky to... Um, go and see Cultures or play I think it was their last um, concert at Mount Cotton probably two years ago Pissing Down Rain okay. three right years on. ago Pissing Down Rain okay. 
Yeah. Um, you know, big fan of theirs for many, many years. And but that that kind of music now you don't you just don't hear anymore. No, it's gone forever. But but the pub, the pub rock scene in Australia, yeah. Cold Chisel, Midnight Oil, yeah, um, yeah, Australian Crawl. But then so so the pub scenes died as well, though, Craig. Mm. You know, in the in the eighties, the pubs, the way the pubs made their money on the Friday, Friday night, Saturday night, and Sunday afternoon, they made their money through live music. Mm. Now they don't care; they just want these poor lost souls throwing money into a, a what do you call those things? Uh, machines, uh, poker machines, poker machines. That's how they make mm. their money now. Yeah. They don't make their money off live music. Yeah. They make their money off poker machines. So I see a few places around here. Like I know that um, one of the pubs at Korokai, it's a local, local place around here, little little country town, um, okay. they still do a, like a Sunday afternoon That's acoustic a, session. Yeah, yeah. okay. Um, there's still a few around, and it's great to see. But, mm. you know, for the artists, they're not getting paid a lot. They're just there, hope hoping to be found. But yep. as a as a person going there watching it, to me it's great entertainment and I love I love watching people have a go, um, regardless of, of how they sound. If if it's mm. not, not what other people think is sounds fantastic, I'm I'm just of the opinion that someone out there having a crack and it and to me mm. it sounds good. Like whether they're doing mm. a cover or doing a re- their originals, um, they're an artist that's having a go. Absolutely, absolutely. So, and and it's it's a pity that you know in Australia we only we really only have I guess one one city in the country which is Tamworth in January where that that happens where you know in the states you know Austin. Nashville, they have, you know, live music still had so much of a chance over there. It, it's interesting the, the, the differences in the countries where, you know, America is so out of control with, with guns and violence and all this other stuff, yet they control their, their gambling. You know, you can't walk into an average, you know, bar over there and find a poker machine unless you're in Vegas or, or somewhere like that. But then, as a result of that, you know, places like you know Nashville, Austin, just the live music that's pouring out of the venues over there. Whereas here, you've really got to search for some you know good live music. And and I'm a little little bit on the young side, but I do remember the tail end of that pub rock scene in Australia, mm. where. As I say, you know, Cold Chisel, you know, you know Midnight, all, all those fantastic bands would pack out pubs on a Friday, Saturday night and a Sunday afternoon mm. and people would go out and enjoy live music, interact with each other, get, yeah. you know, get get away from the house and, and, and soak in that, that atmosphere and it, it really has the poke. The pokies have utterly decimated that. Uh, utterly decimated it. Well, know, you so. used to be able to go to the pub on a Sunday afternoon and watch a live band play. And I, I used to do a fair bit of work around in Sydney and um, stay quite frequently at Panthers. And they had a piano bar there that every every night of the week um, they there had, you go. had a soloist playing. 
you know, it was it was great to watch. But mm. you know, you find that well, I know they don't have that anymore. But you know, to watch a, a, a local band playing in a local pub, to me is you know that that's what you could do on a Sunday or or whatever. Yeah. But they don't support it anymore yeah. because the band requires no. payment of payment. Fifteen hundred dollars, yeah. and yeah. you know, all they're going to make is um, two hundred dollars in beer sales. It's yeah, know, I understand yeah. why it's not worth it, but we've lost that uh, community, community Absolutely. sort of thing. So, and, but, and and that's why yeah, festivals in Australia have taken off. You know, Tamworth, Gympie, Music Master. You know, look at this big red. How, how amazing is that? I don't know how much you know about that, but out that was at a big event, eh? It's incredible. It's, mm. in, it's, it's, on a, it's in the desert sand dune. Mm. It's absolutely amazing. But it just goes to show you that, again, you know, publicans with their room full of blood-sucking, money-sucking pokies sit up and take notice. There's people that will drive thousands of kilometres to the Simpson Desert. Spend a shitload of money. Watch bands, and they will drive past your pub because they don't want to sit there like a zombie, shoving their money in a poker machine. Yeah, I, I keep saying around here, in this country, <clears throat> you build it, they will come. Mm. Like everyone's yeah. looking for a new adventure these days. So, if you want to, if you want to try something, have a crack at it, and and people will turn up. You know, it's it's what we do now, but. Yeah, sitting in a pub on a Friday afternoon or a Sunday afternoon playing the pokies. Oh, you know, draw me. them people out, draw them into something different, you know. What a, what, what a sad waste of life that is. Well, it's <laughs> funny, isn't it? You know, they can't be in smoking and they can't be in poker machines, you know. Take mm -hmm. a look at the people that we elect to to help run our lives, you know. They, they mm. still allow some of the biggest um, issues in, in the... Like social issues to keep um, keep going there. They won't ban them, but you know, they've got to draw yellow lines on the ground and you've got to wear a high-vis vest and a hard hat and that to protect yeah. yourself. Yeah, go yeah. figure, you know. Yeah, yeah, but you, 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 you're quite, quite welcome to go and put your wages into a stupid poker machine on Friday afternoon. You know? mm. yeah. yeah, tell them. Tell me that shouldn't have been banned long before speed limiters on trucks, but anyway. So. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, no, yeah. I just ripped the band-aid off that scab crate. Yeah, anyway, that's that's more we'll go on more with that. So <laughs> So anyway, it, I'll tell you what, Paul, it is interesting though that we can talk a fair bit about music here, so maybe we should uh, have a bit of a music show. What a wonderful idea that would be, eh? Yeah, you'd be part of that. I I know the right guy for that, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> Will you? Is that you? It could be. Right. Myself and myself and Millie could co-host it. We got to talk. What does Millie talk, or she just sits in the background telling you what to do? Well, she does. She does talk, but I mean, she she talks goat, so she, she bleats. So yeah, she bleats, but. You know, Amanda and I have been around cattle dogs so so long now. We we know when our fur kids 
you know, we, we know what they're trying to say, particularly our, our, our red girl, Betty Page, when, when she, she's articulate, she, she barks or she, you know, she yips, but she's telling exactly what she wants. And mm. you just need to understand the language. And, and, and Millie's a bit like that. She bleats, but she's telling you exactly what she needs. We've all got our from you at that moment. Yeah. Funny animals around the house. We've got our Milo. He's oh, very, very spoiled. I was, you know, he's out, out the door watching me here earlier because I think he thought I had a treat for him, but he's obviously confused and now gone upstairs because I didn't. But <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I think the the music side of thing we've got. We might have a particular show there, mate. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, that, it. Could have merit, mate. Absolutely. Yeah. Maybe, uh, maybe some text messages could get flicked in from yeah. um, from listeners going, "Let's do it." You thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs up, thumbs down. But uh, yeah. I'd, I'd love uh, to hear from some caravaners sitting out there in the middle of nowhere. Like, oh, when we going up? To, I think it was at St George or oh, somewhere up that way. And my sister was out there travelling around and I was heading up that way in the truck and we pulled up outside of Caravan Park and went and had some dinner there. Quite 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 pleasant. And um but, you know, to talk to some of those people about what music they like and what we can do and maybe that they can listen in and have a show and they can be sitting around the camp kitchen and turn their turn their wireless up. Is that how we say wireless? their wireless? Turn, turn the dials up on turn, the wireless. Turn the dials up wireless. And, you know, around the camp kitchen, they can send in some messages and talk to Paul and Craig about what tunes they might like to hear. Mm, mm. Or, it, or, you know, we could even educate them on some amazing music that they haven't heard before. Mm. 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 Anyway, we're getting... Getting close to 10 o'clock tonight or 9 o'clock in your time space. 9 o'clock up here in the real world. Yeah, so you've missed out on a bit of rain there too, mate. Oh, goodness me, Craig. So, yeah, the Mulgawi Valley is dry and sad and horrible. We've, uh, I know you guys have uh, you've welcomed some beautiful rain down there on the northern, uh, northern fringes of New South and... Mm. Uh, there's been some storms come off the off the uh, off the southern the southern downs through Stanthorpe, up through Toowoomba, and then I, I think they've ducked out through the uh, the northern sort of outskirts of Brisbane, but they've missed us completely, and we are yeah, we're very sad and dry at the moment. It's, uh, it's I, I hope I certainly hope it's not a repeat of the uh, the 2019 drought that we had, which was the best part of about 14 months without rain. Um, mm. And then we ended up with bushfires as well. That was all That was all quite uh, quite upsetting. And, uh, That's and a long again, time without goes, water. Goes, no, look, and just, again, just goes to show you, doesn't it, where, uh, you know, we can leave our farm here and be at the Brisbane airport on a Saturday or Sunday. We can be at the Brisbane airport an hour and 20, so we're not we're certainly not remote like um, those brave people out in Sargaminda, Quilpy, Cunnamulla, out that far west in Queensland. But we're um, and and bless them for the 
the lives they lead to raise the cattle for people in the cities to eat their McDonald's and Hungry Jack's hamburgers. Mm -hmm. Not that they probably know where they come from. Um, but it just goes to show you that, you know, we can be on the fringes of a, of a capital city and, and be struggling under drought. And the powers that be being the government just, they just shrug the shoulders and go, mm -hmm. you know. We, we've applied quite a few times for subsidies to put in rainwater tanks. Nothing. Nothing. Not, 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 yeah, not a cent. And I, I believe, you know, that look, whether it's climate change or not, that's, that's a conversation for an entirely different time. But I certainly know in my, my time in Southeast Queensland, the weather has changed. The rain, we, I think we still get the same amount of rain, but we get it in short bursts. And, and I think part of the, part of the thing we all need to do in Australia is catch more rain when it does rain and store it, catch it and store it. Mm. And, and I think that's a responsibility of all governments in this country to, to subsidise or to assist, you know, property owners to catch some rainwater. And you put that question to the politicians and their eyes just roll back in the head saying, oh, what? I don't know. Yeah, well, you'd, you think, you'd think nearly that they, of every new um, building application for a house, there should be a certain amount of rainwater capture that you can use and, and put a pump in and that, you know, once that runs down, then you may, you know, use use a, a mm. community water system. But, mm. you know, certainly in areas like we, we are in here, um, most of the time you would, have, you would capture enough water for yourself. We have quite frequent rainfall. Um, mm. But it would, you know, it's just capturing a water that, that is important. Um, capturing, capturing and soaring it, and it, it, it's farcical. I remember when, well, I don't remember, but my parents, we moved down from um, Mary Kathleen, a little town outside of uh, Mount Isa that no longer exists, and come down to Brisbane in the early seventies. And in the early seventies in Brisbane, a lot of houses in the inner suburbs had rainwater tanks. And then I, I recall uh, my parents telling me. You know that the powers that be of the day said, "No, nope, got to get rid of all them. They breed mosquitoes." <laughs> so they pulled all the rainwater tanks out, and then about fifteen years ago, there was a subsidy to put rainwater tanks back in, mm. and now they've stopped it again. You know, you know you, and and I guess that comes down to what what um, you you know what political party you're in at the time. But again. Whether you're left, right, centre, Labor or Liberal, surely, surely, trade. anyone can see that we need to capture and store water in this country. It's got nothing to do with your political Oh, well, it's, it's crazy. Look, I, you know, where we are now, look, we're in town water, but every every time it rains here, you're watching... Um, it run out the gutters. Runs yeah. out the gutters and, you, you know... And, and it's ridiculous because where we are, if the house wasn't here, it would just fall into the sand and, right. and go right. away. And so while we can't collect it for our own use, is ridiculous and it should be mandated or, you know, even changes. They can, all, all this stuff about you want to build a commercial property, you've got to have 10 car parks and blah, 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 blah. You know, mm. why not just let people capture their own water, capture their own power? It's...
Correct. You know, follow the Correct. follow the dolly. There's something a bit funny going on in there. But um, mm. yeah, wh- why not capture your own water? It's mm. pretty simple to me. So, mm. I mean, we would have at the moment. We we have uh, about 160 or 180 thousand litres of of uh, potential, you know, water catchment storage in tanks. Mm. But we'd, we'd, we'd put more tanks in if there was some kind of government assistance for us to, to put more tanks in. Absolutely, we would capture it. Yeah. You know, um, it, just, it just makes no sense to me. But again, the policy makers, the policy makers live in the cities where they turn the tap on, the water magically appears, don't they? Well, well so that doesn't bother them, does it? They don't understand. It doesn't bother them, does it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, well. Mm. I'll tell you what, over the over time here, mate, I think we've got plenty to talk about. I think we have the opportunity to bring another show here um, through the week sometime. Mm. What are we going to call it? Paul, Paul's music show? or I would actually love to call it Give Me The Road. Give You The Road. Give Me The Road. Wow. Mm. Mm. And uh, I've already got the intro song to that show, and it's a Slim Dusty song. Yeah, give me the road. I right think that oh, would, uh, and that that would be a music show for all road users, whether they're in a truck or a car and caravan mm. or a bus, or heaven forbid, flying above us in a plane. Oh, the old aeroplane. Well, you never know. I, I don't know whether I don't know whether the flight crew listens to radio or not. I guess <laughs> they would on long haul. I suppose I don't know. Well, I don't know. Oh, I know. What about train drivers, Craig? Do train drivers listen to the radio? Well, I think train drivers probably know. do, and they probably should. They sit there out there. Yeah, it's a different world, mm. isn't it? Mm. If it dwells, mm. indeed. At least mm. they've got tracks. They're probably on on some kind of um, delivery schedule that they may even get unloaded when they have a time slot. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you mean if they arrive ten minutes late or ten minutes early, they don't get they don't get shunted to the next well, day. You, they can't have like another 30, 30 trains turning up, can they? Like, oh, mm. where'd you come from? Mm. <laughs> mm. Well, there's something in that for all of us. Isn't it, isn't, it, isn't it funny that if the planes if the plane stopped or the ship stopped or the train stopped, the commerce that was still in the country would still move around, but if a truck stopped. It all just ceases. Mm. Oh, man. Because the freight, the freight sits at the port, the freight sits at the railhead, the freight sits at the airport, and it doesn't go anywhere without those trucks. So. Yeah, all I can say, if the airline industry ran like uh, the road transport industry, all these people that complain about their flights being cancelled or something they've been delayed by 35 minutes... They'd be living in a completely different world because you wouldn't go mm-hmm. anywhere on a plane. There's nothing quite like having a uh, operations manager that works for a company like Comet, Air, IPEC, McPhee, TNT Road Fast, saying to you at 10 o'clock in the morning, Yep, we'll we'll use it tonight. We'll use it tonight. We'll send you home. It's Friday night. We'll have a load for you for Brisbane. Yep, no worries. At nine thirty that night, they ring and go. Oh, no, we've cut you. We've run out of freight. Talk mm. to you Monday. 
Mm. Talk to you Monday with no conscience at all. No. Nothing. Yeah. Anyway, we've come to um, nearly 10 o'clock. Oh, goodness me. Yep. Um, It's been great having you on tonight, mate. Um, Mate, I, pre- I appreciate the uh, the opportunity. I uh, I hope the boss has. Uh, I've got a couple of text messages from him, so he's obviously up somewhere. Yeah, right. Uh, eh? Good on you, Mike. He's, he's yeah. out there somewhere, young Mike. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he's out there trying to bark orders around, I suppose. Well, that's what editors do. Yep, yep. So um, we'll say thank you, Mike, for your input. <laughs> and uh, Mike, keep the uh, the shiny side up and the greasy side down wherever you are, young yeah. man. Keep that big western star hurtling up the highway. Mm. Yeah. Right, so. Craig. What's uh, what's up for you guys for the rest of next week? More of the same? Oh, a bit of the same. You know, yep. running here, okay. running there. Um, okay. Yeah. Back Wednesday night, we. Um, yep. Might um, might have you get you back on Wednesday, Paul? We might go with some real hardcore uh, trucking stuff, eh? Goodness me! Mm. See how we go. I reckon that mm. might inspire you a little bit. But, um, <laughs> yeah. So, but we might just flick over to the news here and um, yeah, let the rest of the night um, be what it is, but. It's been great having you on. Um, thank you, sir. Uh, thank you to the listeners and anyone that's sitting behind the wheel tonight. Thank you for keeping the uh, the wheels of commerce going around. Yep. And to the fa- and to the families at home. Yeah. Equally as important. Absolutely. And, um, so. and if you get to Goulburn for the convoy for kids or or Brisbane, which is on next weekend, um, any of these events, you know, if you can get to them, it's, it's put a, your support behind them. Yeah, absolutely. So. Yeah. Anyway, we'll go to the news, mate, and um, just hang on the line there. We'll have a chat. But um, okay, mate. Righto.